Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Hoaxbusters call. Now with more molecules. Join the discussion by dialing 724-447-444. Call ID 90337. Well, hey there, everybody. How you doing? I'm Chris. Uh, this is the Hoaxbusters call, and right now it's Monday, the November the 20th, 2017. Yep. Yep. That's right. Who's in the chat? My notifications didn't go out. TalkShoe is uh, doing some internal monkey shines on their wires or configurations or tubes or Etc. I don't know what's going on with TalkShoe. I couldn't upload the call me and John did last week and uh, wouldn't take the file. Then it finally took the file, but that's up there. But now it won't let, let me send out notifications. I don't know what's going on. Some kind of, some kind of uh, flaw in the slaw or, or whatever. I don't know. But anyway, who's on the doo doop doop chat? Map Sheik, K Hamad, Not So Free Mason, Papa Cat, Sai Girl, and New York City, comma, New York. Very good. Thanks, y'all, for coming out. There is um, a quote I'd like to read, and then I'll go into blubber in a bit, and then we'll do some callers, and Side Girl says, Talk Shoe has a stone in the shoe. Yeah, or something. Maybe just, maybe it's just a little... Uh, foot fungus left in the sock in the shoe. I don't know. It's uh, still works as far as I can tell. As long as it doesn't crash, the site doesn't go down. Which it ne- talk shoe has never went down. I don't that I can't recall. I think it did maybe once or twice. I hear people uh, dismiss talk shoe. It's kind of like a in a ghettofied status it's kind of web 1.0 or it's like uh hasn't been updated cosmetically and since it's been put up on the internet which is i don't know when probably early 
220 something i don't 20 i don't know but um it hosts the files you're limited to a hundred megabyte upload but that gives you about three hours give or take and uh yeah it's a, it's a, it's all right it's all right i i i i i i i put out a good word for talk shoot that's um it's they don't charge anything and they don't run ads on your stuff so I mean everything's a trade off. I was considering putting uh what's that di- discourse ad on embedded into my uh like uh fakeologist has and put a put some chat um boxes in there what have you some pat, uh chat arenas what do they call them chat uh chat corrals and then people could randomly interspersedly drop into and just start yammering and then it records automatically and i guess uh tim likes his setup there with it so i may i might i might give that a run if uh you know maybe i get some feedback from people and say yeah you know you should do that then i'll I'll see about like uh what what's all involved. Just pop it into the to the uh, blog, hoaxbusterscall.com. So uh doop 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 If it ain't broke, don't f- fuck yeah, fox with it till it is. Yeah, see? Like I don't have enough going on that I could now incorporate another whole thing. I I uh so that's the hesitation on doing something like that. So yeah, yeah, what everything's a trade-off. Like talk shoes free, then it's only three hours, then it limits you, and then it, it. But it's but overall, it's been stable. And if you can get something that's stable and kind of pretty fairly reliant, then that's 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 a that's a good uh, platform as far as I'm concerned. It could have like yeah bells and whistles, and it does this, and it lets you. Uh, you know, literally talking to a shoe or, and it has a, where you can, you know, like it has a hookup connector for like a, a tin can and a string too. And it's got this, that, and the other thing. And you could talk to people on, uh, if, you know, Xbox 360. And then you could talk to people cross and on the internet and at the same time. And that this uh, discourse app and all that's like, I was looking at all the features and I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's feature rich, right? But then it's like, okay, so what is this? What does exactly mean in the in the final product? And then then there's like these things now where they're coming out and saying, oh, we got um, alt writers on our platform, and we're going to have to shut them down. We can't be having alt writers. And it's like, yeah, okay, so. It, it, are they really concerned with somebody getting on this alt right? I, I don't think so. I, I, I don't. I really don't. I, I, I interpret that as being well. We're going to practice uh, censoring people, is what they're saying. You know, because alt right could be anything. You know, I get on here and I talk about how I think the Holocaust was fake, which is like, come on, give me, give us some like actual evidence. I mean, just looking at what is presented as. Uh, the 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 actual evidence that the Holocaust happened. It's like, well, you could ask too. Like, which Holocaust are you talking about? Are you talking about the six million dead Jews 
uh, pre-World War One. that one. Because uh, there's articles and stuff that talks about that. Yeah, there's one in, I don't know, Poland or somewhere? I don't know. I, I don't, it's hard to keep all the different hol- Jewish holocausts that have happened. So, like, which one are you talking about? It's like, oh, the World War II one. Okay, yeah, so what, what did they shave people's heads and then they uh, brought them in, put a Zyklon B on them, which is lice uh, killer. And it's like, well, why do they monkeying around with all that when they just they were going to kill them and that that was the objective you don't give it'd be like um but i don't know do they do that on death row like you have your last meal and then your last haircut let me go out like the king cut my hair like elvis before i die i don't know i never heard of that i've never heard of that maybe that's uh, i don't know no i guess the germans are just weird that's why they cut your hair before they kill you and, and give you, I don't know, zero evidence of the gas chambers or gassing, side girl says. See, she's a Holocaust denier. I mean, what does that mean? It make me, makes me racist, makes me alt-right, so I'm going to get banned off discourse if I go on there for questioning something, like asking questions. It's just, yeah. Okay, who's the Nazi then? I'm not. I'm not shutting anybody down or anything like that for disagreeing with me. A matter of fact, uh see oh yeah, I got a I got a audio I did with uh Tim at the uh over at the uh Our Interesting Times. So I, I, I need to post that on on the blog. And uh somebody's on there like con- I was just perusing through the comments on that. Uh he uploaded it to YouTube and somebody's on there saying yeah, it's Chris Kendall. Check check this out, and it's a link, and then it's that some dude saying that, oh, I'm a shill, John's a shill, Jay's a shill, and it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, this is keeps keeps on going on with this, and it's like this just accusations, but I'm just going to say this and leave it at that. It's like, yeah, you call in. Call in and call me out as a shill. What is the number? One seven two four 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 seven four four four. I'm usually here Monday nights. I try to be here every Monday night. Sometimes I, uh, you know, I for some reason I I may not make it on the call, but typically, you know, pretty generally speaking, and pretty consistently Monday nights uh, around this time, give or take, and uh, sign up for notifications if you want or. Whatever, and then come on the call and bust me out as a chill. And then, so I'll say to anybody who's like looking at their particular material, calling me out, John is at a chill or whatever, maybe ask them, say, hey, did you try to go on and bust Chris out as a chill? Oh, uh, yeah, I did. And he won't let me on. Then it's like, maybe you can ask for like proof. Because Talk Shoe, the kind of nice thing about it is like you log in and you're in the chat. And I read people's names out. Uh, not everybody that drops in, but, you know, typically coming in. And then it's like you'll have a record. Oh, see, uh, here I am in the chat, and, and here I am trying to call in, and here he didn't unmute me. And it's like, yeah, so maybe Chris is a shill. But, see, I don't they, they don't bother doing that. It's just throw an accusation out there and then uh, start posting to Tim stuff and, uh, it's just, and then start just do it kind of like uh, in the bushes, like, uh, you know, like uh like a little weasel run out and nip you on the heels and run out you know run back into the thing you know it's like yeah get on here and call in um 
Yeah, if you want. I mean, if you're, if that's your sort of like uh, prime mover motivator, you know, to do your videos and all that, you're going to spend time doing that. It's like you should spend you should spend a few minutes and call in, and then you know it's important to out, out me as a shill. Do it, do it right here. You know, on the call, bring your evidence and all that too. Um. What's been happening? What has been happening? Does anybody know? I was looking in the chat for information on uh, what to talk about. Is it John, I'm trying to answer you here. And I click on the add button to add you into the call. Oh, it actually says you're here. Why? Why, why is going on? Oh, this is must be Skype again. Do 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 do. Bop up, bop up, bop up, bop up. Do do do. That was uh. The brass ring gar garpazo garpaggio. If you heard that on the live stream, the whole music coming in. I don't know what's going on, John. This this is this is not uh so it's technical technical issues now. Technical things. Womp bop up bop up bop up bop up get sidetracked. But um The quote, see there, and then I just, I get a disconnect. I didn't even hear John. I don't know. I, didn't, I, I don't know. Try back. Try back and see what happens. Uh, the individual is in a dilemma. Either he decides to safeguard his freedom of choice, choose to use traditional, personal, moral, or empirical means, thereby entering into competition with a power against which there is no eff efficacious defense and before which he must suffer defeat, or if he decides to accept technical necessity, in which case he will himself by the victor, by the victor but only by submitting inevitably to the technical, technical slavery in effect he has no freedom of choice. And that's from the Technological Society. A jock, jocks of the law. Sorry about that poor uh, reading of that there. I, I got uh, the microphone in front of my face and then I'm trying to read it off the screen and then this is blocking my peripheral. I'm trying to look around the mic. Um, so there's a quote, the technological society. So we're entering into the technological society or have we been in it? Uh, we've been in it, I guess, to a degree or another from the beginning, right? As far as if you're talking about Western civilization or whatever it is. This, um commenter on my YouTube 
So he's going to... I got a video, if you haven't seen it, it's the Transgender Hoax Impact of Science on Society. And so I did a couple of calls to clinics with the trans reassignment surgery or whatever they call it. They told me that they don't test for any kind of biological conditions before they go in and just, you know, whack off your penis or your reconfigure your clitoris into a penis or whatever the heck they're going to do to you, even they're doing this to children. And so I called these clinics and I said, well, okay, you know, because it's out there that the idea is that they have this female brain inside the male or male brain inside female and they need to get their body in line with their internal view of themselves so that they can feel whole and they won't commit suicide. And so the question is, uh, where is this biological structure? Is it quantifiable? Can you test it? Can you look at it under a microscope? Can you run a chemical analysis or do anything to, to, to confirm that they have this internal female brain? Because what's happening is all these people are out there detransitioning, so they go through the surgery, either full of blown uh, removal or some variation of it, or breast removal or what have you, trying to be a man, woman trying to be a man, and then they kind of go in. and I and I put a clip of this young uh, lady, born a lady, and she's uh, went transitioned into a man or partially into a man or she had her breast removed and all that and then she's now saying she regrets that she was you know confused and there's a bunch of people saying that just go out there and look and look at detransitioning and there's links into that description of that video as well and so um you're going to get these commenters coming on. Stupid, retarded, religious fanatic. Besides being a stupid American, of course. And uh, this guy, Jizreef Lotif Sabur. Uh, I responded, you come across very bigoted towards the transitioning people. I... He says, I don't know what the fuck that means. Calling it a hoax is just provocative. You really result, If you're really resolving a problem, why don't you just be objective and let the data speak instead of projecting personal feelings and beliefs that don't necessarily have a physical deduced lab proof in all caps? Are you a, are you a pathologist, a neuroscientist? Well, you need to do some net research, right? Oh, I'm okay as long as you... Present information as neutral as possible, even if it totally proves that it's a hoax. But I feel like, you know, so he, he to kind of encapsulate what he says, if you want to go on there and read it, you can. But it's basically saying that, like, oh, I miss uh, or I, I'm overstating the issue or saying that it's a hoax to be provocative. But his requirement for me is to go find something that's uh you know, in a lab or lab proof or something like that. And then, but, you know, it's like, that's what this particular video demonstrates. There is no biological underlying structure being tested for in these clinics. That's, that's the point. So what is, what is he saying? 
and it's like uh, it, it, so you go you, you know these people out there that are b- behind this and then there's like these people that will defend this you know and it's like they ha- anybody that's going up against it and putting out a video against it they they already have this their mind already made up to what you where you're coming from and what and everything like that and then you get these commenters and they say something like the opposite of what you're even presenting and i said dude that's what i'm putting in there i mean say what i i, I respond whatever you imagine to exist in a lab somewhere is not tested for prior to mutilating a child your eager attempt at defending a child mutilation fails logic the feelings expressed by the detransitioning are not it, the feelings expressed by the detransitioning are not genuine. Who exactly are you to make that kind of determination? And then it goes on and on. I'm not going to read all of this because his re- response are very wordy. Um, but he's but he's basically saying he he's basically trying to make it sciencey sounding. This whole notion that there's this. Uh, like he refers to it as a biological schematic, which is not di- it's not dictated by DNA or or, or metabolism. Is it makes and it and it, and it uh, that's what makes that's that's what allows you to be a female inside a male body. It's like it, what's important is your this thing he's referring to called your biological schematic. It, it's okay. So, so I say okay. So that's your what is this some theory that you come up with? I've never heard this before, but whatever. But I just responded, uh, you know the. So your answer is to mutilate the body to suit the bio-schema, quote-unquote, something in which you have no, which is untestable and unquantifiable by your definition, and by the definition is unscientific. So uh, you illustrate well here that the phenomenon is not well understood, and at the same time you are quite confident that genital mutilation and eradication is the answer. That in spite of the fact that there are numerous cases of uh, transition regret. And then I said, uh, it seems the way that you deal with a growing number of cases of transgred is, is to take the tactic demonstrated here that you simply ignore it. The real irony here is that you, like others, um, uh, others of your mindset, couch your position as the ones that have the high regard for feelings and at the same time ignoring and marginalizing a growing population of people who want to detransition and and, ex- and they're experiencing deep regret and depression as a result of their decision. A decision aided and embedded by psychiatry and the new puritanical postmodernist crusaders and guardians of feelings. Another irony is that the postmodernist puritanists are one-upping the Muslim extremists in the genital, t- genital mutilation department. So that's that was my response to him. It's like... So they imagine that there's this uh, underlying or something, this bio scheme or something that makes a male a female internally, and then, but okay, so so you have an understanding of this bio schema. Why don't you fix the bio schema to be in line with the biology they were born with, instead of arbitrarily cutting off the penis or the vagina or whatever? See, that's not that does that's not logical. So if you understand this bio schema enough and you've identified it so that you know what it is, you have a deep understanding of it, why would you not then for therefore tweak the bioschema to suit the biology? But see, it's completely arbitrary. We can cut, but see, it always amounts to mutilation because they know how to do it. The jackasses know how to do that. They know how to cut. 
they've been doing cutting appendixes, cutting stuff out of people. That's what that's what the modern allopathic medicine, number one killer, by the way, that's what they do on a regular. Yeah, we know how to cut penises off. We know how to cut cut the clit, cut not only cut the clitoris out, but sew something on it to make it into some sort of like. Uh, I, I don't know what they do to make the. I don't even know if I want to know what they make the. How do they make the females, quote unquote, male? But it's it's arbitrary and it's just total nonsense. Why would okay? See if you have understand. Okay, this is this is. You follow with me on the logic. So if you understand the physio and the the dynamics of the whole transition. Uh, you know the transgender thing or the gender dysphoria thing or whatever to to that extent then why is your objective to correct the external biology and not the internal uh conflict why well they want to they feel like a woman so therefore they should be a woman and we'll make them a woman by cutting their penis off well, well why do that why, why, it's t- totally arbitrary. It, it's it's nonsense. But that's the right thing to do. Yeah, by your arbitrary standard that you just pull out of thin air. It's just like, it, it, but it, it, it's you can't reconcile. You can't logically reconcile it with physical objective reality. You can't. You you can just assert something, bioscheme or whatever. And that that's suitable for most people out there, I guess. If it's sciencey sounding and whatever, oh, the bios, yeah, the bio schema. And then at the same time, you could ignore all these people that want to detransition. Well, what about them? Is their bio schema shifted? How, maybe they should be studied to see how their bio schema shifted over back to male. And then maybe you could you, know, you could re re you could figure that out, and then you could induce that into people before you go and mutilate them permanently. You see what I'm saying? It's asinine. So people will come on and they'll go into starting out with some sort of ad hominem attack. And then this guy's I think he's the first one that's come along to try to throw some pseudoscience-y gobbledygook and smear it all over my YouTube comments. Uh, the rest of the detractors just, you know, they're just typical. Oh, you're, you know, idiot or whatever. Typical. Typical. So that, that's the only interesting comment that I've had in a while. This guy, I I, I I like the ones that go in and and they, and they try to sound sciency and they go, and they go, they they're totally outside of just fundamental logic though. I mean, you can go you can go uh, just com- completely to town with the word salad and throwing it around like a like a mad salad chef with an out of control salad shooter or whatever metaphor I'm trying to come up with. And just throw the word salad, throw the gobbledygook out there, just throw it around there, just throw it out, just thick and fast, and do a do like a. Initially, he had a, just one long run run on paragraph. That's that's 
pretty indicative of what's out there, though. I mean, you're not going to find much better if you go to someone who is uh, regarded an authority. If you were to set them down and have it laid out for you, it would just be just flat-out nonsense. But there is a mutilation underway. It's going on all the time now. And then there's more through the power of suggestion. And they're bringing this into schools. And they're doing all this stuff. And I've just, somebody sent me the, uh, all those videos like, oh, they're kicked a college. They had a radio station at a college. Jay, Jay sent me a link to that. And, um, they they kicked them off the air because they said tranny. And that's a violation of the SEC, according to this lady. And they're going to suspend them. I don't know what exactly happened to them, but they got kicked off their little radio show there at the college. And it was college radio. And the dude said tranny. And, 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 and the uh, I guess the director of the radio station there, female cheek, she come busting up in there. Oh, you 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 can't say tranny. That's a violation of the FCC code. That's vi- you violated law. That's against the law. We're law is going to crack down. You, you can't. We can't. You have it. You know, it's like our hair was on fire. You can't break the law. Breaking the law in here, saying tranny. And they, and they were all just like stunned. Like those, there's like three guys sitting there, just like what? What are What is? What is she even talking about? Like, what's going on? Oh, oh, law, law. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't know it was the FCC. It's like, here's the thing. You, you, you got anybody in a pre- perceived position of authority, and you see this a lot. You know, on YouTube videos, people doing these uh, First Amendment audits or whatever, and they're going. And I, I, I called that one lady one time as the, the guy it was a, in response to a video of a guy with cameras trying to bring in in a public building you know that's paid for by the you know taxpayers and all that gobbledygook whatever and then she's you know explaining to him oh we have a policy and we're going to you know tell you not to film and we're going to you know physically remove you if you don't and i asked that back and forth with her but anyway it's like here's the thing it's like you you're you're a constitution lover and and this and that and the other thing Here's here's the thing about law too. It's like if a per- perceived authority, like anybody, like that one, you know, woman there or whatever, you know, especially over students, like te- you know, the staff and stuff like that, they're this perceived authority and all that. You know, if it, a cop or whatever, ha- whoever they happen to be, they they if something comes out of their mouth and they're declaring that it's a law, and they're taking action against you, any kind of action against you. That's there's there's something you can look this up. It's called color of law. That's a crime. What she did was the actual crime that's listed as color. If you take go in and you take out whatever they did to take action, it doesn't matter if they spend them, whatever they did under color of law. That is a crime. That is a crime. Now, is she going to get called out on it or go to? No, because they don't. They don't. They don't. Again, they don't police themselves. The people in positions that are perceived positions of authority, they don't they don't check themselves and, and, and throw each other in jail. Typically, from time to time they will, but generally no. So it's like, oh, is she gonna get like get away acting under color of law? Yeah. That's common. But you know, like if it's like well, is this a violation of law, where does it say this at? As if she knows the FCC code or like the back of her hand. Oh yeah, I know all the words you can't say. Well maybe she does 
or maybe she is familiar, but it's, certainly it's like tranny is not a word you can't say. Man, like what? It's ridiculous. But, the, but the, you know, it's like kind of, of course, it's enforcing this uh, politically correct speak and all that, and that's all being ramped up, and that's, you know, really nauseating, infuriating. But, I mean, besides that, I mean, it's, it's I kind of like to tie it into, like, the initial premise of, like, this system we live in. It's like that sort of thing is so common, though, in the system. It's like they'll run up on you. It's like that lady I called the, that cop there. You know, she's like, it's this. you can't do this in here. It's like, and you're thinking, well, it must be against the law. No, there's no law. She's just telling you. She just, just. She's just telling you there's a law. There's no law. And then, and then I tried to get to her explaining, like, okay, well, where's this law at that says you can't film in public, in a, in a public space, like a court or something like that? That's nonsense. I got cameras all over the street and everywhere else. You have no expectation of privacy in public. You know, this is nonsense. Google truck. Go online and look at the building and everything you want. You get an aerial view and the, and the view of the alley, everything, sitting at home. Just absolutely preposterous. They're saying you can't, you know, you can't take pictures of a government. It's like ridiculous. But, but it, I'm not bringing this up to say, oh, is this or that or the other thing is unconstitutional or whatever. They should obey the screw the Constitution, man. It's just like it, it, the, these sort of things prove, and why I'm bringing it up that the Constitution doesn't have any bearing on any of these interchanges you know because the average person won't even call anybody like that out it's like oh that's against the fcc okay uh let's look at the fcc and you could show me where it says that that you can't say tranny show let's go look at it we got all these resources that's another thing too you got all these resources online and everything well let's pull up the fcc code just and, and and have a look at it does anybody suggest that? No, 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 no. It's like when I asked that lady, I said, just, you know, cite me the law that says you can't film it. It's like, I don't have that handy. It's like, okay, so she doesn't have a cell phone, a smartphone, or a computer? It's like, no, she's lying. She's flat out lying. It's plain. And she, and she wanted to get off the phone after that. It's like, that's that's how you deal with these people. It's like, oh, it's against the law. Where's it say in the law or whatever? At least do that. It's like um, because what what it, what it amounts to then? It's like like I've talked about before about the law and legitimacy. It's like legitimacy. Whatever makes something legitimate as a law or as authority or is is what the average person will put up with. So it's like a you know of course it's like you, you go back what what uh, maybe not even a hundred years and like you could drive a car you can do all that you didn't have to go get permission or a license. You can go fishing without a license. You can do all kinds of stuff. You, now it's everything has got. You got to go get permission from the government and pay some kind of fine, fee, and uh, but that's been slowly accumulating over the years. It, and that's you know people have have bought into that idea and they think oh that's a good idea, and so you know, now you got everything. It's so uh, you got to get permits and you can't you can't take a breath without a permit. But that's been, you know, building over the years. And, like, my question was one time is, like, well, well, where are the boundaries 
with this relationship we have with our, our invisible daddy government? Where is there? What, what are the proper boundaries? Is anybody trying to define exactly how far in, intrusion into the average person's life can they go? No. No, there is no limits. None. No limits. It's the, the only thing restraining it is what you can be conditioned to put up with. And as far as we're at right now, as far as I can tell, we'll put up just about any damn thing, just about. Um, and and just, you know, based on that, I that's FCC. It's like, oh, uh, I didn't know. Whoa, FCC. Oh, my God. And in the meantime, FCC is just on its face a joke. I mean, how many times has CNN, I mean, got flat out CNN, ABC, all those news agents got flat out cold busted doing just fake phony stuff on, on TV. And does their license get pulled? Is that an FCC violation? Is that just a joke? It's not an FCC violation. They could fake whatever they want. That's not even against the law. It's a joke. It's all, it's all stuff. It's a total joke. The law is a complete, absolute, 100% fraud. And... It's never been anything else. We didn't get hijacked back in 1912 or whatever. That that's just bullshit. Da 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 da. Pop up. It, it is, man. It really is. It's just nonsense. How long I've been yapping? I got to go look at some emails. I said I was going to do that last time, and I didn't. Negligent. Uh, oh, yeah, Matt DeLaRoche. He sent me a link. Yeah, so the this news report, and the Navy is flying some kind of maneuvers, and they drew a penis in the sky. And... Uh, so it's these, you know, trails and lingering trails and stuff. And then, yeah, the news reported on that. So I, I responded to him. I said, the only way to get the media to talk about it is to make it penis-shaped, you know, in regards to chemtrails. But that's true. I mean, like, yeah, it's like no mention of anything in the sky unless you make it into a penis shape. And then the news will talk about it. But that's the news. And that's not an FCC violation. They can legally lie to you according to the courts. That's not an FCC violation, you know. That's Todd talked about that before. I've talked about that Seraphim case, the FCC versus the FCC, where the dude was like, they ran the story and it was making out the, I, I don't know the details of it, but making out some group of people over in Europe out to be like Nazis and they weren't. But the whole story was just so biased towards those people, and the and the dude was from there, and he was like outraged by it, and he said, "This is just flat out propaganda and nonsense." I, I'm going to go to the FCC and demand demand uh, satisfaction from my wonderful black robe, uh, mumu wearing dudes that protect us all, protect our constitutions, constitutional liberties. And I'm going to go petition them. And it's like, what do they say? 
yeah, you got a you boy, we got a really high standard. You got a lot, you got a long way to go to prove that they intended to slander or anything. It's like it's a high bar set. And did he win? No. Absolutely not. He had a clear-cut case though that they're just fraudulently misrepresenting a whole group of people, but that's okay. They didn't lose their license. Because if you go in and you read that case and it's like the standard is like intent, like the, I guess the one main guy you have to demonstrate, I guess you have to like talk about, you have to go into his bio schema, I guess, and like do it, read a printout and what he was actually intending and thinking. It's like it's absurd high bar set for the standard of like getting a license revoked from the media. It's just ridiculous. If you go look through that case. Uh, Ser- Seraphim versus FCC. It's a pretty well known case. It's like probably a. It's it's like um. It, it's like a rare bird. Like it's a. It's there's only been a few people attempting to go after, the the big big conglomerate media, but um. So, notice I got caller enters here, and oh. I was, Looking through mail, looking through mail, looking through mail. Yeah, Nathan sent me a picture of the sky through different stages of chemtrailing. And then sort of this uh, progression of pictures and then it gets really dark looking black sky as the final product. And yeah, so I, I, yeah, definitely something was up with chemtrails, chemtrailing, and and all of that. that. That's actually something, you know, as far as like people speculating on stuff. You don't have to speculate much about that. You can go to all the stuff online that talks about uh, with these people who are represent science or whatever, and they're talking about. I, I think there's even like some quote from. I don't know. There's there's quite a few open calls to do this very thing. Oh, we could spray uh, particulates out of planes, and that would help slow down global warming. Just an idea, though. And yeah, there's all these art. Yeah, Wired magazine put some. I think Atlantic put something out. There's like several of them talking about geoengineering and how great an idea it is. Or maybe not, or whatever. But certainly, they wouldn't do it without telling us, would they? I think I'm pretty sure they are. From my observations, I've seen the stuff, the 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 laying down of the trails. It's not only that, but they stay in there, and then it's like they form clouds. And then I call the guy at the Weather Modification Association, and that calls at hoaxbusterscall.com, the Wall of Calls, and listen to that call where I'm talking to that guy, Weather Modification Association, and I'm saying, like, well, I've seen this with my eyes one too many times. You can't tell me that this is not going on because I've seen it. And there's just, they're all, you can see it for yourself. You go observe it. It's just something, it's, it's a regular occurrence. You see the trails lay down, and you see them turn into clouds. And I said, well, if they're contrails or chemtrails or whatever you want to call it, let's just say they're conden- con- condensation trails. Let's just say that for the sake of argument. That's why I was going with this guy. I said, okay, they're condensation trails. It's just nothing but water vapor. Let's just go with that for the sake of discussion. They turn into clouds. Do clouds affect the weather? 
No, because they blow away. I was like, dude, are you even kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Clouds blow away. Well, where do they go? They blow away. They blow away. I, it's just preposterous, man. But you go listen to that. That's what he told me. Yeah, blow away. They're still blocking, what is it, cosmic radiation or whatever that heats up the planet, that makes it cosmic whatever You know, they say that clouds affect the weather. That's according to mainstream everything you read. Clouds definitely have an impact on the weather, no doubt. They'd have to. Tell me that, man. But I'm just pointing out, like, yeah, you'll get these authorities, and then you try to make them make sense, and they can't. Well, it it didn't to me. Maybe that totally makes sense to a lot of other people out there. Yeah, Chris, moron, they blow away. Dummy. It's like, okay. All right. You win. Yeah, you got me. They blow away. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. Also, moving on. Kyle. I was going to say last name. I don't say last names. Oh, I didn't never go to this link. College. Sociology professor is racist for whites to have mixed race children. I'll have to go look at that later. Yeah, sometimes I, I try to look at all these. Try to get around to that. I was looking for one. I was looking for one here. That's uh. Well, maybe I should just move on. Yeah. But, yeah, thanks for sending me links and stuff. Thanks for commenting into the chat at thehoaxbusterscall.com. And uh, I got a I got a donation from Del Del Qua. I appreciate that man. Uh, I think I was negligent in my host du- hosting duties. I had a request for a commercial, and I don't know if I played that specific commercial. Peter wanted to hear the survival of shoes ad. That's a fake ad, and I'll play that here on the break make sure I did if I play it if I already played it I'll play it again that's all right you'll typically hear commercials over and over and over if you're familiar with how commercials work Brian sent a donation thanks Andrew sent a donation thank you very much like I said Delacroix and Peter yeah I've thanked them before but thanks again Helps out a lot. Helps keep the uh, Hulkbusters call operation seaworthy and everything. Do 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 do. Da 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 da. Checking the time, checking the time. So, anyway. All right. I think it's about time to take caller enters. I've been running my yapper too long. So, let's do this. I'm going to play the ad after I play this. 
and then we're going to take caller enters. That's what's going to go. That's what's going to go down. Busters call. Join the discussion by dialing 724-444-7444. Call ID 90337. Take four red capsules. In ten minutes, take two more. Help is on the way. People are now prepping in record numbers for worst-case scenarios, buying guns, gold, and storable food. But when the crisis happens, what are you going to do about shoes? There won't be any retail stores. There won't be any shopping malls. Where do you go? Go to survivalistshoes.com today and get your 100-pair future footwear bug-out pack. 100 pairs of shoes in a hermetically sealed container, easily stored in a shed or buried underground. 100% nuke and weatherproof. 100 pairs of classic style that'll never go out of fashion. Don't be the last man standing and not have any shoes. Go to survivalistshoes.com today and get your 100 pair future footwear bug out pack. It'll be the best thing you ever did. Survivalishoes.com Survival Shoes. You don't want to go around in the post-apocalypse with no shoes. There's probably going to be broken glass. It's probably going to be maybe some old rusty nails on the ground. You don't want to disrupt your bioschema by stepping on a nail. Get your survival of shoes. They said it's a hundred. Is it hundred pack? You got it. I thought they would have a scaling system like Infolatus has the hundred pack. It has the two hundred pack and the five hundred pack. Johnny's well, an expert on all this. Well, well, it's the the the, the idea is in the in the future that. You're going to use shoes for barter. So <laughs> we we put extra shoes in the pack for the purpose of barter systems because, you know, there's only going to be, I mean, a couple thousand people on the planet after that. I mean, smart ones who are able to get, like, you know, nuke seed bunkers from nukeseedbunker.com or you know, survivalist shoes, those type of smart people. <laughs> um, so not only, and, and the other thing is, is when you've got your nuke seed bunker, you're going to need shoes to be walking around reseeding the planet. Exactly. With the billion, with the billion uh, seed pack, seed bunker. So it's, I mean, you can't be Johnny Appleseed walking around barefoot with nuke glass everywhere, right? Because right, there's, gonna there's be, just going to be well, it turns sand glass. In glass too. So all the beaches will be glass. That'll be problematic for beachgoers. Yeah. Well, particularly if you're bringing like an inflatable, uh, you know, 
one of those inflatable horses or whatever float around in the ocean, the, the, the beach is going to be primarily glass. It'll turn all the sand into glass. That'll be issues there. So, yeah, it'll be – shoes will definitely be You have to wear them to the beach, too, post-apocalypse. That's a good idea. If you just happen to be at the beach when the nuke goes off – we're gonna have to make. We're gonna have to come up with a, with an inflatable raft that is nuke glass proof after the nuke goes off. So, because if you're stranded out at sea on an inflatable raft, but everything turns to glass and becomes shattered glass, it's definitely gonna pop the raft. So it's gotta be, it's gotta be um, puncture proof. Some 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 sort of nuke. Proof, puncture proof, inflatable raft. I'm gonna think about it. Um, yeah, chain. Maybe it has like chain mail exterior or something like that, or uh, Kevlar, Kevlar outer shell, just like duty commandos. Right, put the, yeah, oh, we could use the Kevlar material that we're currently using for duty huh. commandos, and we could wait a minute. Just extra. I'm get- just yeah, order extra Kevlar, man. Keep it all in. What our is the duty chain. commando? What if you're wearing the duty commando at the beach? You've got like the speedo edition, right? Right. It's it's the duty commando, and it looks like a speedo. Like you're at the beach. It's got you know, it's the little, it's the little tiny man man bathing suit, right? But it's really a duty commando. <laughs> but if the nuke goes off. It turns into an inflatable raft that's nuke and puncture proof, <laughs> and it desalinates seawater as you're floating around. Not only that, but you'll be at the beach, and we'll have it be able to hook up to. You know, we haven't. We we need to do a water filter ad. There's got to be some. I've got it. Underwater water filters. <laughs> Think about that. Underwater water filters? I don't I'm not sure. Underwater water filters. Yeah, underwater water filters. So if you're at the beach and the nuke goes off, you've got the duty commander that turn that you take off the speedo because I mean nobody's gonna be around to be you don't have to be scared of anybody seeing you naked. So I mean Charlton Heston didn't care, right? Right. Why should he? Um yeah, so you're walking around naked, but you got your inflatable, puncture-proof, nuke-proof raft, and then you hook the underwater water filter up to it. It desalinates it, and it gets all the um, it gets all the isotopes out, the radioactive isotopes out of it through the filter. Yeah, I mean, you could have just a whole slew of regular household. I mean, like a can opener that's radiation resistant. You know, I mean, just like the possibilities are endless with pre- well, preparing I mean, supplies. You don't want you don't want cesium or uh, what is, what's the other one? Stronium or whatever it is. You don't strontium want that damn ninety. You don't want any strontium. No, so, you, like the can opener has like special grease inside the gears that's resistant to strontium ninety and barium. You know, just I mean, it's it's a it's 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 just a landscape with no perceivable horizon. I mean, it's just the horizon goes on and on. It's with the uh, preparedness, but like uh, yeah, I mean, 
I don't know if somebody's tuning in to this podcast for the first time or whatever, and like, oh yeah, we're really making light of nuclear certain death. It's like, no, I don't, I don't believe in nukes. John doesn't believe in nukes. And one of the things is that, yeah, they, it's we're told they exist, but then it's like, then they showed film, and then that came out of a Hollywood studio. Yeah, it's kind of more to it than that, but um, that's kind of the summation to it. That I mean. I I think it suffice it to say it came out of a Hollywood studio, the footage, and then it's like hosted by some of the biggest liars on the planet. That's another thing, too. So, yeah, that's why I don't believe it. It's an extraordinary claim, and it, it requires extraordinary proof. And as far as the extraordinary proof, I haven't seen it. But you're going to see it, Chris, when the Kim Jong-un... Uh, drops it's like they had an ABC thing saying that it's that the stuff they were parading around according to their uh, CIA guy that checked it out whatever you're going to make of that said it's the stuff that missile's fake it doesn't even have the the, proper configuration you mean that party keg they have that yeah I don't know what that thing was but like that's (laughs) I I like yeah I like uh, Greg Converted into a party cake, and then uh, what do you put the red cups in their hand? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, pretty funny. I mean, I'm gonna step away, I'm gonna step away from the phone. Man. All right, so that's yeah, it's one less thing to worry about. Not that there's nothing to worry about now, but it's uh, I did okay. The what is it, the bomb that's gonna that Russia's got that's going to blow up Texas. I mean, get out of here. That's just that's just fantastical nonsense. Um, yeah. Filtering out the nukes. So, yeah. Oh, a water filter that filters out radiation. Is there already... They already have that? I don't know. I don't know. Um... Let me, uh, oh, got one, two, three, four caller enters. I'll start with Rochello. What's up? And K, I think that's pretty sure that's K. What's up, K? What's up, Rochello? What's up? You're on the air. Go ahead. <laughs> Just listening in, Chris. I'll be right back. Okay. Nice to hear from you, though. And hello, yeah, and hope the K-Ham shows up. How's it been going? <laughs> Pretty good. Working a lot. Back Eating at the roofing? Right now. Um, don't do roofing, but sheet metal. <laughs> yeah, sheet metal. Yeah, a little bit worse, I guess. <laughs> I'll be right back, though. All right. Talk to you in a minute. Right here. I'll just re- mute Rochello if she wants to. Rochello, if you want to chime back in, hit star eight. Washington, you're on the air. Washington's radio silent. All right, I'm back. John's back. Let me go up the list to New York, New York. You're on the air. Go ahead. 
Um, watch, okay. Watching the Sonics. I'm getting an echo on your end, Kay, because you're the only one, only one unmuted. Oh, check one, two. How do you read me, Houston? That's better. Okay. This is the International Space Station. Houston, how do you read me? Good. Yeah. Because you, you couldn't, like, you asked for proof. Is that proof that, that I'm up in the space station? It's proof enough for me. I mean, okay. how did you get well, up there? You there? Go, you, did you go to on Elon Musk's uh, his uh, rocks? Elon. Elon. Oh, his uh, sapphire satellites? No, what are they called? Because they have a blue flame. Diesel, the new satellites. What are they called? I even forgot. Can you? I was just talking with Hoy about it. Dang it. We uh, as we are making the next Clues Chronicle twenty four. Did she say Jews Chronicle? Uh I don't know. I might, I might have to yes. check that out later in post. <laughs> I'm converting, so we were writing the Jews Chronicle. The new satellite, according to this, is called the uh, Musketeer oh, two thousand. Yeah. Did you? And you that? know what the What's it called? The Musketeer 2000. No. Is that real? Elon. Elon, The Elon Musk. No, I just totally made that up. Musk. Oh, I hope so. Elon Musk, the Musketeer. The name of that. I think they're like TS or ST or stuff like that. STS-5. I've been looking up those em- them iridium satellites. <laughs> I have to want somebody to laugh at my joke and I just hit a hit a button when I want it. <laughs> the Musketeer two thousand. Musketeer two thousand eight. Yeah, did you hear the name of the satellite? It's called the Musketeer two thousand. <laughs> okay, settle down. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's so bad. I know. So bad. It's funny. So they do six of them at once. They have one rocket, and there's six satellites nestled around the base. You know, like around it, tied around the outside of the rocket. And uh, what we're finding out is they get it up to like, it's like really putting stuff into space is like a slingshot. They sling it, you know, the, um, the rocket's fire goes up like 300 miles, and then you hope its momentum carries it into space. Another couple, you know. How far is low Earth orbit again? I keep forgetting. How far is low Earth orbit, John? 33,000 miles. 1,200 miles. So at 300 miles, we're hoping it's enough of a slingshot to get it up to 1,200 just for low Earth orbit. Does that sound reasonable? That's currently how they say rockets put into space. That's what they say, but I don't have no way to confirm any of that. So I just have to believe what they tell me. But then again, too, it's NASA, so... I don't think they went to the moon. I think that was a bunch of jive. 
so I, whatever whatever comes out of NASA is suspect. Let's put it that way. It doesn't mean that they're not sending something into space, but I, I'm going to there go ahead and just assume it's bull crap. And, yeah, so you so you take that to mean the Earth is flat, John? Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you see that video from the Flat Earth Conference? I did not. What's it about? I'll post that in the chat. People can check that out. Who is in it? Red Ice Radio has gone flat earth, and so has MTV Cribs. No, I don't think Red Ice actually. I don't think Red Ice actually went flat earth. They just did a expose. Well, they sure did afford them. They sure afforded those people a lot of time. Oh, you talking about Red Ice? Talk. Yeah. Oh, they did a infiltration. They say of that's what they infiltrated. That that was an infiltration. That's what it says. Let me see. That was like an advertisement. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like a guy there. I mean, just showing what was that going would be. Down. That would that would be like um, tomorrow when you post the call and someone says, "Hey, I heard you on Hoaxbusters call last night." I said, "What are you talking about? I was infiltrating the call. I wasn't on." No, I feel you infiltrating right now, John. Stop it. Your infiltration has gone far enough. Yeah, exactly. So that's what it seemed like to me. It's like they're there and they're interviewing all these people. And an infiltration would be like, um, like, uh, I don't even know. It didn't seem like an infiltration considering that the guy who was on MTV Cribs said... What does he say? He's like, I'm a huge Red Ice fan. I love Red Ice Radio. Right. It's weird. Oh, shit. And then really? MTV, MTV oh. Cribs is devoting a whole thing, to a whole like section to Flat Earth. Yeah, that too. It's on MTV. But they want to really, the, the, the powers that be, the, the Illuminati's, this is their, this, this is their big secret. They really, really want to keep it secret. They don't want people to find out because there's going to be a mass awakening when everybody finds out. So that's why it's on MTV. But then, like, you'll, you'll point that out. is like a, the Flat Earthers will say, oh, that's because they want to, like, discredit the idea. It's like, well, I know. I, yeah. But then I well, thought it was well, so well, self-evident once you realize it that you, you – but no, it's just – What's the – I'm not aware of this because I, I, I don't because like you, you send me those videos or something and then it gets me it, it hips me to new stuff I'm not aware of. I didn't realize that the whole like attaching Christianity to Flat Earth was so big. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's uh, I, I was not aware of this. Rob Skiva, he's always uh, presents it like from a Christian angle, like a like it's like. Saying that it says that in the Bible and all that. The best guy, hands down, though, absolutely the best guy, is the guy who said that all the missing children on the back of milk cartons are being shipped to the other side of the ice pizza crust and starting a new world. Starting a new (laughs) And that's why they code it with the pizza reference. 
That's right, for Pizzagate. But that's actually referencing the uh, ice, the pizza crust ice wall that the where the kids get shipped to. <laughs> <laughs> now, just because I don't want to, once again, because um, all three of us were on last time, and um, unfor- we got to make this clear. We got to make sure everybody knows we're being sarcastic because Charles took us seriously last time and I really did feel bad for Charles because he really did think we were serious so I apologize for Charles that we weren't more um, we didn't make the audience aware that we were being sarcastic right now we're being sarcastic just so everybody knows do you have like a sarcasm mm-hmm. alert beep 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 sarcasm underway oh, there you go that's wow, good Mr. Sarcasm yeah I don't care <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> that's it Thanks, Maud. <laughs> so I'm on MTV. I Googled MTV and Flat Earth. And I guess there's a deal going on. B.O.B. made a song, and they have the, these two articles listed. B.O.B. made a song about the world being flat and used Neil deGrasse Tyson's voice. And then the next article, Neil deGrasse Tyson called in reinforcements to properly diss B.O.B. Oh yeah, yeah. That was on a te- that was on a television show. Neil deGrasse Tyson brought up B.O.B. That's when Neil came exposure. That's when Neil deGrasse. That's when Neil deGrasse Tyson. He drops the mic and he says, "That's gravity." Mic drop equals gravity. <laughs> I was playing, man. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that one. Yeah. That was January. 26, 2016. I like dates. You know, we should say dates more often to put things into perspective. Right. But so that wasn't, but I'm, are, are the MTV doing other flatter stuff? What show was that you were talking about, John? Cribs. Cribs. Dang it, MTV. It's like this guy living in his van. And he's got the flat earth mobile. <laughs> uh, what's on it? A pizza? No, he's got like um sig like what what was it? Like sigils or runes or something on the side of it that equals flat earth. Yeah. You can't read it, it's not illegible, but he said it that's what it means. Yeah, it's so, like I can't remember. It's like rune it's like sigils or runes or something, like some sort of symbols on there and he said that these are the runes that mean mean flat earth. So it's kind of clever Ooh, in the Harry in, Potter? Yeah, kind of just really it just kinda where, looks where like was that. what was this in Colorado? That it was? The, it was at it was at the Flat Earth Convention, the International Flat Earth Convention. Uh, I posted no, I know. Uh, something about it, like uh, not promoting it. But what, just what state was it in? Colorado? I forget. North Carolina or something? I don't remember. Somewhere in the south, I think. Oh, 2017? South, yeah, it just happened. Just happened. Flatter International Convention, you guys. It's bigger than we yes. thought. International. See, it just comes down to this. 
it's it's like it's like I said before, people we talk to, people we know within the community, they're into the flat earth thing. That's fine. I don't care. I like all the, I like all those people. I like all the people who listen who are flat earthers. I love you guys. But but outside outside of this community, flat earth is a psyop. I mean, <laughs> it's so I just keep running across this information. It's like I'm not even looking for it. It just keeps popping up, and you know, it's 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 a bummer. It's a uh, that's what's you know. They're going to have this conference. There's going to be MTV there. Of course, MTV and any other um, incarnation uh, is bad. You know, to people who are into. Uh, truth, right? MTB's the devil. It's got you know Katy Perry and Illuminati stuff on it. But if it's flat Earth, I guess it's good. Sure, yeah. It's um, it's backfiring on them, John. They they're trying to they're trying to put it out there to discredit it, but it's it's backfiring on them. more people are catching on to the truth. And well, actually, what happens is I think some real flat Earth truthers infiltrated. MTV. Oh, maybe. Just like yeah. I'm infiltrating hax busters. Well, I know what you're Can trying. I, I know what you're trying to I'm do, exposing, John. I'm, I'm I was gonna, planning. I'm going to expose. I'm going to expose you right now, John, because what you're talking about is. I'm just going to break it out right now. Our new filters, talking about infiltration that filtrate out strontium ninety oh. and. <laughs> And barium one one twenty nine. Is that what you mean? Infiltrators filter. Infiltrate. Oh my gosh! For water infiltrators. That's the Berkey doesn't. The Berkey one for you. Yeah. That's the next commercial. Filters out all your Fukushima. All your. But the. uh, Your Fukushima. Fukushima's. Are your chemtrails? No, I was going to expose K as being as working for NASA. That's what I was planning on doing. K work for NASA. I did go to a NASA. Uh, I took yeah, I took a course See? one summer, hosted by See? NASA uh, teachers uh, in math. See, I told you, Chris. Got me. You were going to go on the uh, SpaceX or something like Krista McAuliffe? It's it. You know what she's she's planning, don't you? Muslims in space. That's what she wants to do. I think they already did that. There's some Indians who went up, Indian teachers, I think, and others, though. But I'll start it, big white American women Muslims in space. How's that? Sabotage the... uh, Sounds racist. Intergalactic jihad. (laughs) It's like sabotage the the Mars base. (laughs) Intergalactic jihad. It's going to be... um, we're breaking it right here. Next thing you know, there's going to be freaking beheadings on the moon. 
<laughs> we'll burn people in cages and let them just stand there and enjoy it like it's a sauna. This is going to be headings on Mars. Jesus, what's next? That, Will they uh, bleed if you pet them on the moon? I don't think so. I think they'll freeze. The blood freezes right at the congeal point where the skin opens up. We were talking about Patriot science fiction last time, so that's we were. So we're on that. We're on that theme now again. Well, the so good thing about it is if is if the Muslims start beheading people on the moon, they won't. Ha- the astronauts won't have to worry about suffocating in from the sweat inside of their helmets. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's classic. Uh, Mark Kelly, uh, well, that guy, <laughs> ask him about that. He first said, yeah, you sweat inside your helmet. But he was, like, literally sweating uh, that question. Uh, that was the first thing that came into his mind. Yeah, you sweat inside the thing. <laughs> oh, is it because maybe you're in a tank? Maybe you're in a big uh, neutral buoyancy lab, like the tank? Oh, uh, my goodness. But see, the guy, I guess he was a flat earth. Well, his video, like the title of the video said flat earth. The guy asked Mark. So it's now all of that is going to be associated with flat earth. So that's another thing, too. So that provides excellent cover for NASA. So they got a built-in, a built-in reputation any kind of, any time you bring that up. You're going to be called, oh, that, so then you're saying that to establish that the earth is flat. You know, I'm a little disappointed, actually, at the Flat Earth Conference. It's just the same old, same old. It's got Iru uh, Landucci, whoever that is, newer for everyone, I don't know, Patricia Steele, Rob Skiba, Mark Sargent. Jaronism, Bob from Globebusters, the Morgyle, Dearth, or David Weiss. Remember when I interviewed David Weiss? And he pretended yes, he saw yes, 9-11. He saw the planes hit towers, right? Yeah. So it's the same old dudes. What are these guys just on the CIA payroll? I mean, there's a huge connection between... CIA and MTV, is there not? Dun, 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 dun. Space. The final jihad. <laughs> people will take you serious. Don't they send out flyers scaring people about uh, Sharia law that's going to force the women... I don't know what Sharia law is supposed to force, by the way. It's, it's going to be... Um, You're right. It's going to force, be forcing Martian women to uh, make sure they pr- pray to the... Make sure they... Uh, when they pray, they go direct east, which would be towards towards Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. I was bad. I was bad. We're going to force them all to Martian women to wear scarves on their heads. That's right. The, um, 
you know, the, yeah, the, uh, the, on that footage of the flat earth conference, they were having break dancing contests and, um, handing out flat earth awards too. It was like an award ceremony, like the Academy Awards. Oh yeah. Really? I didn't. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that, yeah. This is really interesting. Like rewards for what? Huh? Like what was the award? Like the best video, flat Earth video, or something like that. That's what it was. It was best flat Earth video that proved. Um... That proved uh... that we were on a pizza pie. Was it Rob Skiba's video, or he's on? He's on uh, Lake. What is it? Lake Lake Michigan there with. Uh... I don't know. City, it was something. The city in the background with the with the bottom completely obscured. I can't remember. There's another one where the guy in the in the flat Earth mobile, he's got a he's photographing a mountain. Oh, he won it. And I that's what I I think so. The guy from MTV or something. He's photograph. He's videotaping a mountain. And you're not supposed to be able to see the mountain, but you can see the mountain. Oh, did they tape the conference and post it on their Flat Earth YouTube channels? Like the whole thing? I don't know. This this was on that clip that you sent me. Yeah, yeah. I, I That's the I only re- thing I've seen of that. I was wondering if they taped the whole production. I imagine they would, certainly, right? Like set up a video camera. I would and- doubt it, yeah record it yeah wow man i i yeah it's uh i to watch but you know can i hit hit the audience into kind of one of the tricks the flatters people do with like seeing a mountain and not seeing a mountain okay to see a mountain is to see all fifteen thousand feet of it so as you're coming around the globe you have several hundred miles to see and not see the mountain. I mean, it will, the tip will be in view and then the top third will be in view and the closer you get, the more you see. So when they say you shouldn't be able to see it, we have to say, well, what part of it? And inevitably, every time I've ever gone and checked, you can see some part of it, not all of it, but at least the top half of it, if you just do the math. So that's the trick. Whenever they go, you shouldn't be able to see it. You're like, what part of it? The middle part, the top part, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, like that, uh, I was on that call with Jaron. He was bringing up, there was a mountain 160 miles away. And, uh, but he, he, he's saying, oh, it was a lake reflection in the front. But it's like, when you when you go check that out, it was only the top of the mountain. So so if, if we're we're supposed to go off of our what we're seeing on the video, because what he's showing that establishes the mountain is there. Well, is is the mountain submerged inside of the lake at that particular moment, and then it's not submerged the rest of the time? What? So no, it was only the top of the mountain that you could see, but that was left out of the whole observation, and that's what I that was what was you know really really bugging me about the whole thing is like. Yeah, you know, you're not not being uh yeah, you're just not being honest with it with what what you're claiming there, you know. So it's 
yeah, there's all that. I yeah, I don't really want to go into all that, but uh, yeah, no, that's just calm. but cough, huh? They all got these guys together. Where's the bad Muslims when you need them, man? <laughs> this would be a good place for a bomb. Wait, here, oh, let me let me let me bring something up. Let me switch subjects here, but since we've got K on, I want to bring this up here real quick. Okay. <clears throat> um, William McElhaney published uh, a book in 1980, and it's called The Dodd Report to the Reese Committee on, on Tax-Exempt Foundations. Uh, his incentive for writing the book stemmed from the abortive 1954 hearings of the House of Representatives Special Committee to Investigate Tax-Exempt Foundations, chaired by Representative B. Carol Reese. Both Carol Quigley and Cleon Skousen have discussed the Reese hearings in, in their books. Um, McElhaney's approach was to obtain an extensive interview with Norman Dodd, the research director of the Reese Committee, to get his account of the history of the investigation and follow it up with his own investigation into the primary foundations and accessory agencies, as Dodd labeled them, that were under investigation. Um Following his appointment and prior to the hearings, Dodd prepared a list of questions and sent them to the major foundations. One reply he received was a call from the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace, which resulted in an appointment with Dr. Joseph Johnson, a recently appointed president. It's recently appointed president replacing former president Alger Hiss. Johnson said he couldn't take the time to research and answer Dodd's questions about the organization, but would make the minute uh, books of the foundation available to one of Dodd's staffers in their library. Dodd swiftly agreed, believing that Johnson probably didn't know what might be in those records. He sent Catherine Casey, the legal analyst for the Reese Committee, to examine the records, asking her to uh, concentrate on the first years of the endowment after 1910 and the years from 1917 to 1920. She came back shocked and upset but having transcribed enough material for Dodd to reconstruct what she had found. This is from the minutes. The trustees raised a question, and they discussed the question, and the question was specific. Is there any means known to man more effective than war, assuming you wish to alter the life of an entire people? And they discussed this, and at the end of a year... They came to the conclusion that the that there was no more effective means to that end known to man. So they raised question number two. How do we involve the United States in a war? And they raised the question, how do we control the, diplom the diplomatic machinery of the United States? And the answer came out, we must control the State Department. At this point, we catch up with what had already found out and that was that an agency set up by the Carnegie Endowment uh, set up every high appointment in the State Department and was cleared. Uh, the trustees in a meeting at in 
congratulate themselves on the wisdom of their original decision uh, because already the impact of war had indicated that it would alter the life and can alter life in any country. This and this this particular date was the day of their entry into world of the U.S. entry into World War One. Um, Let's see. What is this from again, real quick, John? Those are minute. Those are minutes from the Reese Commission, where he's he he went into the he went into the records of the Carnegie Endowment, and they found out that they had had discussions about how to involve how to get the U.S. into World War One. Oh. And they had had actual discussions of how to of how to do that. And then they had another meeting on the same day that the U.S. entered into the war in 1917. They had a they had a discussion on the same day, and they were congratulating themselves on a job well done. Um, yeah, there is that quote. Um you can get more done in five years of war than you can get in like hundred years of peace or I don't I, I'm trying to remember yeah. that exact quote. I can't remember the exact quote but or who it was from, but that is true. Yeah, it's it, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. These are kind of, these are kind of long, but these um I'm reading this from a book called How the World Really Works by Alan B. Jones. And he he um he starts going into this. He goes into it's just he go, he's got a whole chapter here on on the on the Reese Commission and all of its findings. Some of it's like a little long winded, so I'm not gonna get into it. I'm just trying to find where he uh, talks about how they um So these foundations set up grant money to all your institutions to do their science and to do their um all all, all these uh, so social uh the, these studies and stuff that have these oh, so mm-hmm. have a certain outcome which will result in some kind of legislation or something like that and it's, it's all this big mechanism that where all, all everything in the in in the system come comes through this uh these foundations that's where all the funding and everything comes from to get these uh socially engineering Yeah, okay, so here it says, um, the Dodd Report continues, it's, um, uh, I just lost my place, it said, um, this led to additional studies by the Reese Committee staff, which indicated that such a revolution, um, 
could not have been publicly accepted unless education in the United States had been prepared in advance to endorse it. And what they were talking about is um, uh, socialization, implement, implementation of, of socialization actions by government and the aggrandizement of the executive branch power uh, went through a revolutionary increase during FDR's first term. Uh, but with the wide acceptance of this uh, led to additional studies by the Reese Commission, which indicated that such a revolution could not have publicly been accepted unless education in the United States had been prepared in advance to uh, endorse it. It was therefore reasonable to hypothesize that educational grants by the foundations would reflect such preparation. On this basis, the staff was directed to explore foundation practices, educational procedures, and the operations of the executive branch uh, since 1903 for reasonable evidence of a purposeful relationship between them. Quote, its ensuing studies disclosed such a relationship and that it had existed continuously since the beginning of this 50-year period. In addition, these studies seem to give evidence of a response to our involvement in international affairs. Likewise, they seem to reveal that grants had been made by the Carnegie and Rockefeller Foundations, which were used to further this purpose by, quote, directing education in the U.S. towards an international viewpoint and discrediting traditions to which it formerly had been dedicated, training individuals and servicing agencies to render advice to the uh, executive branch of the federal government, decreasing the dependency of education upon the resources of the local community and freeing it from many of the natural safeguards um, inherent in the American tradition, changing both school and college curricula to the point where they sometimes denied the principles of underlying the American way of life. Financing experiments designed to determine the most effective means by which education could be pressed into service of a political nature. Um, and then it goes into all of these sub-foundations. Um, the Rockefeller and Carnegie Foundations funded all of these sub-foundations. The American Council of Learned Societies, the Nation National Research Council... The Social Science Research Council, the American Council on Education, the National Educational Association, the League for Industrial Democracy, the Progressive Education Association, the American Historical Association, the John Dewey Society, the Anti-Defamation League, the American Council of Learned Societies. Um, and then it goes into a description of each one of these foundations and what they do. And they're all fronts for Carnegie and Rockefeller and Ford Foundation. Oh, by and, the way, do you know I was looking up something because you hear George Soros throwing our name thrown around a lot. Like he's funding mm -hmm. all this and that and the other thing as far as like these mm -hmm. uh, Antifa groups or whatever. And then um, so I was thinking about it, you know, it's like, well, who who is he a front for? I was like trying to and then um, so guess what came up? I mean. And this wasn't from a, any kind of like alt right group or anything like that. It was just something I, I, I just ran across. 
I know his financing has something to do, like when you know when he's a businessman, he has something to do with Rothschild financing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, like that wasn't a hard one to. Get. Yeah, he's yeah, got some. Me, he's some tied in him Rothschild and. Um, so they have these guys out there that are these. Um, now, what is his deal? Like he's so. How did he make his billions? He was he's he's a he's a financial whiz guy, right? Like he knows how to uh, handle money and you know take take a you know a million and turn it into a billion. That, that's kind of what he's, he's known an actor. for. He's an actor. I mean, in reality, he's an actor. But like his role as an actor is like this whiz bang whiz kid with the with the finances and then you know just all okay think about this all he's known for he's known for shorting sure yeah like he's short right he 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 just happens to like of the like you know deep insight to know when the best time to short something is yeah just happens to know when a stock is going to tank that's what shorting is right so you 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 bought you um, yeah. buy these uh, is that is that derivatives where you buy you buy these derivatives as kind of insurance against tanking mm-hmm. and then it then those pay off it's it's just whacked out and uh, he just he, happens he did, to know when to snap those up yeah what did he sh- did, did, I can't remember what what he did but didn't he like short <laughs> he shorted like the Romanian currency or something like that. <laughs> I can't remember. And then when it when it collapsed, oh. when it collapsed, he made billions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. All that stuff. Yeah. So he's uh, a a front for the uh, Rothschilds, which are the. Um, they honestly aren't they also? Of the which are a front for somebody Rothschilds else. Rothschilds and yeah, Rothschilds and uh, Rockefeller. Well, some people say the they they're representatives the of interests, you know. Of aren't they Vatican? Which one? No, yeah, Rockefeller. but then it's going to be presented generally as like Soros is sort of this uh, arch villain of the right, and so that's then then they could kind of keep this left right paradigm thing. And then you know, you know, expose you know, expose this stuff. Oh, this is a Soros operation. But then it's always tied. It always kind of stays with his name. You know, it doesn't. Yeah, we're not, we're, we're not looking we at talked that about he's this before. How, yeah, remember we talked about this before. How um, how in the eighties, Armin Hammer played this role. Armin Hammer was the guy. Our our busto, not our busto oil. Uh, some yeah, some uh, guy tied Al Gore, and he's uh, Al Gore's mentor or something, right? Yes, he was. Um, uh, okay, so uh, is his first Occidental name is Armin A R M I N. Occidental Petroleum. Uh, yes, Arm. And his last. Yeah. Name is Hammer. <laughs> now, now here's the story. Are you ready for the story? On this one, all right. I read. I read 
one book on Arm and Hammer, and then I read half of another book on Arm and Hammer. So his dad, he claims that his dad was the bag man for Trotsky, who took the money from Jacob Schiff and gave the money to Trotsky when Trotsky uh, was in New York. And that's what Armin Hammer claims. He would brag about that, that that his dad personally took the, the money from Schiff and gave it to gave it to Trotsky to finance the Bolshevik revolution. Okay. And his dad was a Bolshevik and he named one son Armand and he named the other son Victor for the and he took the last name Hammer as in Armin Hammer and Victor Hammer as in the hammer and sickle. Ah. Okay. Well, that's the origination of that for well, the, the this was post Soviet. Yeah, the Armin Hammer from the Soviet Union is a Masonic symbol. That's Masonic. Yeah. Po- Posing as a Bolshevik communist symbol. Right. Right. So, um. Okay, I'm confused. You're like arm and hammer. So, is arm in a name or is it an arm like that sticks out your body holding a hammer that hits both. someone? Both. It's both. Both. Okay, look. So, he's supposed to conjure that vision? He gave his, he gave his son, arm and hammer's dad gave his sons Masonic communist names. Because mm-hmm. he's a business, he's a capitalist oil man. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> so he named one son Armand, and he named the other son Victor, so that when his son speaks his name, as, as Masons do, they, they take these Masonic names on, his name is Armand Hammer. But his name is spelled A R M A N D, like Armand, like the you know, like the same way. Oh, it's uh, not right. Okay, I got you. Put it together. It is Armand Hammer. Yeah, but he spell he spells it like a like an Armenian would spell his name or something, you know. But Armenians don't put the D on the end. They don't. They 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 say Armin, but yeah, he just add the D to it. Um. So so, anyways, uh, he's operating, you know, um, the whole time Occidental Petroleum is sitting right there on the corner of Wilshire Boulevard and Westwood Boulevard. I used to live right behind that building uh, growing um, at, at a very young age. And, um, and, yeah, this is operating and Al Gore Sr. and Al Gore Jr., we're both on the board of Occidental Petroleum, and Armin Hammer owns owned an art gallery still there. It's uh, right across the street from uh, UCLA, and he's a he's an outspoken communist, vocally communist. Yet at the same time, he's a capitalist oil man who operates within the United States, but they just couldn't figure out a way to get him, you know? 
and then he's colluding with senators like Al Gore Sr., right? And, and yeah, and so it's the same thing with George Soros. George Soros is, a, you know, the story is, is he was a, he was a Nazi collaborator. And yeah, they said he was going around helping round up Jews for the uh, camps. Yes. Or, no, not necessarily that. It was something to do with their houses. Uh, I forget exactly what the story was. Why yeah, buying up the houses after people get taken to the camps or something like that? Yeah, and and then you know he himself is Jewish, but he had no problem you know selling out other Jews or whatever, um, which you know could be true. But the but once again you have these stories of these guys, and they've got these like they've got these nasty stories behind them, and. But no one can ever seem to do anything about them. Yeah. Right? I call it the old Hillary fuck you. Yeah, they're... And you can go back into all the John Birch Society stuff, which I have from the 80s and the 70s, and they're all talk- they've all... You know, they all talk about Armin Hammer and how he's an evil communist. And so he plays the he played the perfect part just like George Soros plays today, where the you know, John Birch Society and you know, that type of stuff in the eighties was basically alt right of today, where they all kind of you can, you know, put out a new American magazine or whatever it is and it's going to have Arm and Hammer on the cover, and he's an evil communist. And if we can only get rid of him, then we'll get back to the Republic. <laughs> yeah, Sounds like George, you're saying he's playing a role. That- and if George Soros wasn't around, then you know the left wouldn't be so. You know, it's, it's, the the left wing exists on on George Soros's money. If if you got rid of George Soros, then you'd get rid of the left wing, and you know we could have like Ann Coulter for president. I mean, you might be right. He does organize every freaking march. Everyone, everyone. What is the merger? What is the John? You remember the merger of communism and capitalism, like the third, the third way. Is the it third way? The third way is the. Merging of the two. That was the plan. That was the plan from the very inception of those, you know, the the West versus East whole thing, whole setup. Well, he, well, here's another thing too: is um, the guy who precedes them is Saul Alinsky. Saul Alinsky, uh huh. Saul Alinsky was the Marxist communist organizer in Chicago, and he. You know, branched. You know, his uh, formula for community organization was a uh, something that they taught to uh, future CIA operatives like Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, and all that, on how to be. Uh, and, you know, I do think that those people do make their careers going out and 
and they are um, charismatic people who go out and and do that type of stuff where they community organize and things like that in their in their beginning of their careers. Oh right, All right. You know, I, I'm in line with that. That 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 that's part of their deal. That's part of their uh, scam. There, those those are big money scams too. I mean, those are huge money scams. Oh yeah. But you know what, though, so, John, just to get uh, elected at the federal level, you have to know how to do that in the first place. You have to be backed by like several super rich organizations or dudes before you can even touch a federal office. So, yeah, I would imagine, like you said, to get there, they already have to be charismatic. That's kind of like part of the deal. Well, they're, yeah, and they're trained, they're trained in it. They're trained in the art of community organization and, um, you know, like I said, all, all of the, those kind of local, those local, uh, you know, Ponzi scheme type stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, once they get huh? once they get get good at it and become lawyers, they they all become lawyers so that they know all the legal loopholes and then they get elected to because uh, they get to a certain level to where they know what they can say and know what they can't say and what what legal loophole applies to what you know. Except for Trump, though, he's the first uh, genuine real outside he's, president. No, no, he's already he's always seen the wrong thing. He's always getting himself in trouble and saying the wrong thing. Yeah, because he's genuine. <laughs> he's off script, right? He's a real guy. He's, he he's real goes guy. off script too. And they're attacking him because he's a real guy and they know that he <clears throat> he got into the position that he's in by himself and he's there to change the system. So he's gonna be attacked consistently. So Rochelle, is that, uh, am I detecting sarcasm or is, am, I, am I misunderstanding? It's sarcasm alert. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I think you need to hit her. Oh, that, that was sarcasm. <laughs> you need to hit her with a macho. Mr. Sarcasm, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Well, it's, uh, He's off script. I mean, he's got to be, you know, the real deal. <clears throat> like, what's, yes, what's going is. on, though? I mean, as far as, like, I, I, I don't keep track too much, but, like, what? so what's being implemented by uh, our glorious leader that's vindicating everyone who was, like, on board from the beginning? Oh, yeah, I don't even know if they're reform. even talking about Trump anymore. Tax reform. Everybody's being sexually harassed right now. So Trump well, hasn't really been in the we, news. We, we do that differently here, guys, because we we make it equal. There's two there's two women and there's two guy two men. Sorry, I almost said guys. Sorry, I didn't want to offend anybody. Two women and two men on the call. Cisgender males, cisgender uh, females, so it's equal. That's yeah. And the uh, conversation would never be able to continue unless that was the case. Huh? There has to be a balance. <clears throat> but um, yes. we 
need to incorporate all the races also. So oh, I know. Well, we, we make sure we'll see. We make sure to include that we have two we have two cisgender white males, a Muslim, and a black and a black woman. Right. Kay's black. If y'all didn't so. know that, Kay's black. Kay is also black. I'm the whiter I kind of black. Identifies as. Black. Black. So well, she's, yeah. she's trans. She's transracial. So two black. I'm transracial. Transracial. Yeah. So you are literally biologically black, but inside, not outside. Outside, outside I'm white. I mean, my parents were white. My family's white. But if you call me white, you better fucking watch it, buddy, because I am black on the inside. Don't you dare. Your bio, and, your bio and scheme. You should know that. that. You should know that just by looking at me. You know what? I feel like I'm Hispanic right now, so that's what I identify as. So, uh, just for today, though. Well, that's, I always wondered why you added the O to Rochelle. It's Rochello, like spent like Mexican. <laughs> John, I didn't add that. That's literally the way I was born. So <laughs> today, and Chris is transliterate. Just for today, and probably just for a couple hours too. I feel and I'm trans species. I just ate some burritos, and um, and then I just got the sudden urge to turn on some Hispanic music and uh, you know my my country and music. And uh, don't you have to yeah, actually so trans-identify when you eat a burrito so that you're not culturally appropriating, and then you trans-identify back when you're? Do you have to trans-identify back after ready. you digest a burrito or after, immediately after eating the burrito? No, when you're, you're ready. It. When you're pooping it. Oh, so you have to carry it on really to the... All right. Just keep that in mind. But see, I typically eat Hispanic food for a number of days. Sometimes I have leftovers, too. So I kind of... Uh, I don't just revert back automatically. You know, it takes sometimes days, sometimes hours. So, it's, like I said, whatever you feel. Whatever you feel like it. Because it's, just, it's all about how you feel. What about facts? That's that, those are facts. I mean, I can't. There's nothing to refute them. So they're. I mean, facts. I thought. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I was kind of offended by what Rochelle said. She said it's all about how you feel, like you, like you people. Oh. Um, I'm sorry. Ben. Who's who's that directed towards? Uh, I mean, I know you're you know, black. I know you're black, but you realize that black people I'm, can be racist wow. against other black people, don't you? I'm confused because I mm-hmm. thought Why she do you was. Think I'm Hispanic, John. I thought she now was I'm offended by what you said to me. Referring to you as in female sheep, as an insult to John because he identifies as a as a feline. John, trans I'm species. I I'm trans. I didn't mean to anybody by the word. I am trans species. <laughs> what do you I'm identify a- as, John? I I am um I'm uh well I I I'll send, I'll I'll post a picture of yeah, of what I am but it. yes I am uh Have you well, seen it's this not, that, it's not uh, full, they had an actual it's not fully accepted documentary on that 
agree with that? No, no. Here, no. We we're gonna need a sarcasm alert here because there actually are people who who when they get home from work they turn into dogs. Chris, back me up on this. So they remember this when they get home from work they turn into dogs. Yeah, they live life as a dog. Remember this? Oh, that okay. See, I mean, we're being <laughs> joking around, like but then then there's like people that are really actually doing this. So it's kind of like that's why it's hard to be sarcastic because it's like, oh, these must people must be serious. Like John, like literally wears a a cat head around and identifies as a cat, and and then he has to go to the clinic to get hair stuff to get hairballs out of his throat because he's licking the furniture and shit all the time. That I mean, like, yeah, people, like, they actually do that. Like people actually do that. I guess I, I do. They I don't do. Know. No, re- no. You remember this? The guy I, who identifies as a dog, and when he, you know, he goes and he acts like a human, and then when he gets home from work, he, you know, puts on dog ears and like walks around on all fours and eats food out of a freaking bowl and. Stuff. <laughs> That can't that can't be real. Well, it was in the news. So it must be I, I mean, I don't know what I don't know what you're talking about, Rochelle. It was in the news, so how could it not be real? Oh. oh, you saw it on the news? Oh, I didn't stop up it. I love you just heard about it. Well never mind. They wear those uh, what do they call that? Le- like leather S and M. Uh, suits and then dog like dog heads. I I don't know. It was just, but they were saying that yeah, they really. I I don't know. I don't know. Could be fake. Could be, but I don't know. You haven't seen the other kin documentary that's completely real and represents a large portion of Americans who identify as trans species or other kin. Other kin. Is yeah, that, other kin. That's the uh, that's the non-offensive word for um, for them. <laughs> I don't mean any offense when I say them. Like <clears throat> trans species is offensive to say. You're supposed to say other kin. Well, maybe that's kind of like I don't know. Maybe that's just like their insider words. Maybe you have to be a trans species to call somebody other kin. So I might have offended people already. Yeah, this is from this is from the Guardian UK. Men who live as dogs were just the same as any person on the street. Human pups like to live in packs, play with squeaky toys, eat from bowls, and nuzzle their handlers. Ahead of a new documentary, Spot Boot Brush. <laughs> this, uh, the, this guy changed his name to Spot. This ha- Another guy. I don't know if this is real or not, but it's in the news. Wow. To chewing on a squeaky toy, um, maybe too easy. In fact, because to laugh is to dismiss, denigrate it, ignore the fact that many of us have found comfort and joy in pretending to be animals at some point in our lives. The Secret Life of Human Pups is a sympathetic look at the world of pup play 
a movement that grew out of the BDSM community and has, has exploded in the last 15 years. I'm not going to go on, but I'll, I'll forward this to you, Chris. Yeah, I, I think I've seen that one. It's Now, it's people actually wanting to be identified as a dog, or is it just, oh, we're into this? Yeah, they're just deviant, saying, right? Nonsense. They don't. They know it's a joke, right? They they know they're not dogs. Yeah, because if they're gonna identify as that, but he changed. But he changed. He changed his name to Spot. He did change his name to Spot. Spot Boot Brush. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh. I think uh, that they brushes. should do okay. that. Like this. Porno star. Pardon me? Sounds like a doggy porno star, Scott Bootbrush. Now this, now like Rochelle was saying, this, this stuff could be fake, but you know that what they're trying to do is to make people in reality like do stuff like this. So even if this is fake, yeah. they're, they're going to get somebody to go that way. And, and you know... Yeah. Well, everybody, everybody out there, like, everybody out there I, knows like somebody. I figured it I out. I don't know if y'all ever saw that documentary. What's that again? Um, Jeffophilia. You know, Chris. Everybody knows about us. Like, you know, people who like, uh, like uh, to have sex with inanimate objects, like objectophilia. Oh, we touched on oh, car yeah. ophelia, whatever that was like. <laughs> yeah. Autophilia. Autophilia. So that. Oh, autophilia. That's a specific. So that would fall that under objectophilia. Category. Within objectophilia. Well, there's people who, you know, make love to bridges and uh, walls with paintings on them. There's people who um, make love to chairs or ladders. So, uh, you know, basically any object doesn't have to be a car. But I hear that. The Car, the autophilia is probably one of the most pleasurable um, categories of objectophilia. So, but yeah, it's all subjective. Well, here's I I think I've, I I think I got an idea what what perhaps could be going on here. So it's part of Agenda Twenty One, but maybe not in the way that you think. So when you go to get your legally name legal name changed to Spot, or what is it, Boot Brush? They they say okay, sir. So you identify as uh, a dog? Yeah, yeah. Some spot boot brush, and then they they go ahead and they process it through, and then they hand you a form, and they says, oh, you got to take that to the DMV. And so what's this? It's like that's to revoke your license because we don't allow like dogs to drive, <laughs> and they get you off the road. It's <laughs> ten to twenty one. And then you live in the doghouse. Yeah. And then you live in the doghouse and what is it, twenty what it's a maximum for a doghouse, what, twenty square feet? Gen to twenty one, cool. man. Small small it homes. Is. Yeah, but you also can't bring a dog to court, so I think you're kind of free from all legal processes there on, so So <laughs> which what Rochelle is saying is by changing into a dog, you turn into a sovereign citizen. <laughs> exactly. It's the only way to it's get clever. Your They're geniuses, really. So but we're the ones. You got to watch out for the, the cops who shoot dogs. 
I think I'm going to yeah. become a giraffe or something. The, the cops will shoot dogs. We've seen those videos. They do, yeah. True. Kind of routinely. So, puppies, too? You can become a forever puppy. Yeah. Remember that there was that one video from a long time ago where that soldier in Iraq threw that puppy off of a cliff? Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. How could I I forget? Sparked outrage. Everybody got upset about that. They They weren't upset, you know, about anything else but the puppy. And I mean, you know, obviously that's bad. But, you know, (laughs) oh, boy. Yeah, who wants to identify as a dog? Get thrown off a cliff or anything could happen to you. Shot by a cop. You know, I'm not going to get another dog after this because I don't know what I'm going to be getting. I mean, what if I go down there to get a dog and it's, you know, some some lad lad pretending to be a dog? (laughs) I, I, I... I, I can't trust anything, you know, with this Agenda 21, people changing into dogs, and I was going to get it myself a new dog after Hamish died, but now I can't even go get dogs anymore because, you know, it might be, it might be somebody pretending to be a dog. Once you sign the papers, that's it. It's, you're on the hook. You can't get out of it. It's legally binding. <laughs> that'd be a good skit. We get that'd be a good skit. We'll get Ellen Ellen Watt goes to the dog pound and he accidentally gets like some BDSM guy to he thinks he's getting a real dog, but it's really a uh, it's really a trans species guy, and yeah. Then he gets some. Uh, well, if you get a dog driving waiver, then you can have him drive. You know, kind of drive you around stuff like your your dog, quote unquote dog or whatever. Sarca- sarcasm alert. Yeah, sarcasm alert. Uh, but then it might be a problem if people start giving the waivers to like actual dogs. I don't know. It opens a slippery slope is what I'm trying to say. It is. It is. <laughs> but so are we going to uh, like seriously have a conversation about trans species rights, though? Since well, they are people, too. Yeah, let's get let's get serious for a second. So we were talking about tax free foundations. The foundations do fund all of this crap, too. So, um, because uh, if you look into all of these, uh, partic- all of these organizations are nonprofit, non-governmental, um, and like it, like I was reading there, as far back as the beginning of the Carnegie and Rockefeller Foundations, they have all these sub foundations. These, um, you know, thousand points of light, as they're referred to. Where where um, they're all front uh, organizations for everything under the sun, and it could be as far as like five 
layers removed. So it's like, you know, Rochello starts the fun for, um, trans, you know, the, you know, the trans species, uh, women's movement of America or something like that. Right. And that gets money from the open society and the open society gets money from this and it goes back to Ford. Right. And, and all of this stuff ends up in, um, in our sphere to be able to talk about it and discuss it through, through the media because they cover it. I mean, if, um, this is the front page of the Guardian, which is like a big newspaper in Britain, with this guy sitting there in the dog suit. And I mean, how do you even get to that point? You have to you have to think about it like, okay, this is something interesting that we just came across, where this guy dresses up as a dog. I mean, nobody's gonna. Um, pay any mind to that unless there's some backing behind it promoting it yeah exactly otherwise it's just some goofballs doing weird crap i mean what what, why do they need to be showcased it has to be it has to have serious backing behind it and i guarantee you too it's like you know chris you and i were standing out on the street in a dog suit and people are walking down the street and they're like, oh, you guys are crazy. You guys are you guys are lunatics. We're calling the cops on you guys. But then if you got, you know, Ford Foundation money, then it's like people are dead serious. Like, like oh, yes, this is really a serious thing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I know what you're saying. All right, yeah, it's like legitimate now. Some like legitimate. Yeah, it's, it. it's like, I mean, we joke around about this too. It's like, if you go to the bathroom on a canvas and you know it's it's you or me going to the bathroom on a canvas it's a crazy guy taking a poop on a on a on a piece of canvas if you have ford foundation money that's Sorry. modern art modern art well they yeah. ha- i mean that's not too far afield <clears throat> what we see with the like what it was some some chick like vomiting on a canvas I mean, that's, yes. uh, yeah, I'm yeah. literally vomiting on a canvas and saying it's, saying it's art. So, so it has to have that backing in order for people to take it seriously. And the funny thing is, you know, um, same thing happens in fashion too. It's like, um, if it's something, you know, um, uh, well, we talked about this on one of the calls before, like the, um, the lady who was the uh, what, what was her name? The lady who was the uh, the muse of Alexander McQueen. She's the one that Lady Gaga got all her like ideas from. Mm-hmm. You know, and she would, and uh, she was you know, for lack of a better word, you know, she created a she was a spectacle. She was um, she was all, she was probably a situationist of some sort and understood the spectacle. Because she would, you know, show up with just like the most ridiculous looking stuff. But because it was her and because she was with, you know, the biggest fashion designer of the time. 
it was okay. I mean, it was cool. It was awesome. You know, she walks in and she's got like a Kleenex box strapped to her head and everybody's like, oh my gosh, that's what, that's amazing. All right. What was her name? Uh, uh, she was the one that like Lady Gaga says was her muse. Like she got her yeah, a lot of her ideas off her and she yeah, was around got, for a like, while, like back in the, uh, yeah, she got the, you know, she got the meat suit idea from her and all that. Like, um, she was kind of around during the what seventies? No, 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 nineties, nineties. Yeah, she's okay. in the nineteen. Um, no, I'm thinking there was another one too. It was around there in the seventies, and there, I you can get easily get them too confused. But uh, I don't know either one or their names. It's not Marina. It's not the Marina Abramovich. It's somebody else. It's some. Fat, no. Fashion, because uh, uh, sorry, girl, saying Marino Von Rich. It's some fashion trendsetter. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get her name right now. I forget it. It's uh, mm. is there anybody to market to? Maybe in that crowd, like uh, post-apocalyptically, like. Like a bacon tie, or something like that, that you can reconstitute and like it, it, when you're in a bind, when you're post-apocalyptic and everything. Like a ba- like a tie made out of bacon, like a like a necktie. Uh, you can. It's a good idea. Dang, let me see. Oh, Isabella Blow. Isabella Blow. Isabella Blow. Yeah. Okay. Write it down. Have you heard of um, Erica Eiffel? Or is that, is that her name? I think that's her name. Erica, Erica Eiffel. She's, um, she's been married to the Eiffel Tower since uh, 2007. Oh, what? How do you... Well, she, like, is legally yeah, married to the Eiffel Tower. They kind of... That's a long marriage, too. It's pretty good. How yeah, long have you been married? Since 2007. It says marriage, oh. Eiffel Tower, current, present. Yep. It's a really stable relationship. No, here, Very here's the stable. Thing. Okay, listen to this. Listen to this. Are you ready for this? Erica Eiffel has a military career. Of course she does not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm looking at her thing right now. <laughs> After serving enlisted in the U.S. Air Force, Eiffel entered the U.S. Air Force Academy in 1993. In her first year, she was sexually assaulted by another cadet, but thwarted the attack with a sword. Wow. She was, Couldn't her last she was, name be Tower, technically? You're right. Um, right, right. What is the what is her name? I last name I should be Tower. <laughs> yeah, she's been she's been on the she's been on the Olympic archery team. See, she's a she's an American married to the Eiffel Tower. How did how did they let that happen? Oh, does she have right. citizenship so, now? Does the Eiffel Tower get citizenship or does she get French citizenship? Ooh, well, no, yeah, it'd be she could get citizenship. 
<laughs> I'd be like, yeah, because we, I mean, I'd be I cool. With K, I'd be cool with K marrying the. If K wanted to marry like the Space Needle, that I mean, that's cool. But if like, if like K came over here to California, oh, invite me to the wedding, K. If you do that, it says here okay. that she was widowed after the nine eleven attacks. No way. She was Are you married. Kidding? She was married to no. Tar too. <laughs> no. <laughs> Stop laughing. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna. John's getting the giddiness. That was funny. Oh. That's crazy. So we're thinking psychological operation kind of deal there, like with Bradley Manning. Kind of deal. Definitely. Psychological operation, just like um, the flat earth, which I'm not bringing up again. But, but um, yeah, just just as bad, I think. I mean, you guys brought up Pacific Steer earlier, I think, just in passing. But um, it's like if you can't, if you watch a little bit of that, which I don't know if I really have managed to sit down for too long to try and tune into what they were saying. But it's like they're... <laughs> they're so obviously like just acting like it's like it's just a show it's a show that they're putting on you know and so it's definitely a psychological operation just like um other kin and transgender too all the trans stuff so yeah there's no there's no other reason for it to come out other than to change your mind your ideas or your viewpoints about like culture like our modern culture that we have Everything is like just it, it. It's got to be pushed to the extreme, right? It's got to be to the outermost extreme, and then that's the whole dialectic thing. So you got to go in order to get the envelope over further. You got to have this representation of things on the just complete outer extreme, and then you can move everybody over. Not all the way to the extreme, but that direction. That's so, so are you saying that it's, that it's meant to be ridiculous or you're kind of saying like... Yeah, it's meant like to, it's be, meant like, to be like... It's, it's meant but, to be like so extreme that like stuff that would generally be re- regarded as distasteful in the past won't, by comparison won't seem as, ra- you know, radical. See what I'm saying? Like even maybe even pedophilia... Is to let it maybe to lessen the the people's attitudes towards that when they can be presented with all this 
really extreme edge stuff that's like over the top out there. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Because they're bringing in this stuff yeah, too. These like, stories of these guys, like the what was the guy the Star Trek, the Japanese guy that he. So he he's been quoted as saying he had he had some uh, encounter with some boy, like a boy at a certain age, like fourteen, just like that. Milo dude came out and said he had some some goings on with like fourteen years. So they're putting out these stories about like. So they're getting closer and closer to the younger, younger ages in these stories, you know, like where they're putting that i that idea out there, and then uh, yeah, like every, like everybody does it, yeah, yeah, like it's. Uh, but like, you can be uh, cured of it, though, Chris. You can go to treatment. You know what I mean? Like that's they they keep pushing this like get um, you should get um, treatment for these for your sexual desires and problems and you can be treated for that so it's like it's like um psychology is just an industry and they're just like starting up a new like they're just getting ready to start new classes for pedophilia and sexual harassment and stuff like that but like they need more people to um get involved with that i guess i don't know so it seems like it's advertising to me for like for um self what do they call those self-help basically Everybody needs a little bit of help, and if you shouldn't be ashamed about it either, hashtag me too. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like... I was going to play... Uh, that's okay. Dr. Phil. No, uh, hit the wrong button. That's, yeah, that's another point too, didn't that, they say that Lewis C.K. guy had, is going to go to like some kind of therapy or something counseling that's the that's the answer yeah they're all gonna yep counseling is the counseling is what solves things basically and that's all they need is a little bit of counseling and it's like who is the person that who who went to i guess you go to school for that to counsel people i don't know i guess you do i really don't know i'm actually asking the question but that's okay sciences and something that's all bachelor's that's what I mean. Carry on. Any degree prepares you for that. Oh, first. And I think, yeah, you do like a certification hey, course, too. You have a master's, right? You should do some counseling, some... I imagine... I imagine um, your your school is full of uh, sexual predators ready to prey on children. That's what they say. So, ladies, you look at our... Are you looking at any of uh, uh, what are Isabella Blow's hats she's got going on here? Do you like any of those? They strike your fancy, any of them? She's got like a lobster on her head. I don't know if that's... That never did catch on, I guess. Walking around like a lobster on, on top of her head. As a hat. It's just hard to That's get in the car, you know, with that on your head. It just you really got to duck, and it's just a hassle. Well, the lobster. Yeah. Yeah. You have to keep it wet, or uh, maybe a stuffed lobster or something. I think they. Isabella Blow. So she's dead. This this character. Isabella Blow. 
Let's see. Yeah, did she blow over? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Died nope. May 7th, 2007. Paraquat poisoning was... I mean, isn't Suicide. blow an 80s word for cocaine? That's what I thought, yeah. Mm. Paraquat poisoning, what's that? You know, Uruguay and well, Paraguay. Tree down in South America. Paraquat. Oh, no, they, 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 drug, they meant right? Paraguay. They meant Paraguay Paraguay poisoning from the water. Paraquat. Remember they sprayed the paraquat fields with herbicides to stop drugs or something coming up? Paraquat. Oh, that is the spray. Oh, okay, now I'm remembering. Paraquat is what they put on the pot down in South America to make it unsellable to try and control the war on drugs. Okay. So paraquat dichloride, commonly referred to as paraquat, is one of the most widely used herbicides registered in the United States. Is it? I do a lot of gardening, and I've not seen paraquat in anything. So you killed herself with pesticide. Allegedly. Yeah. Plant. They say it's a literally like drink over that. Crazy. What? That sounds made up. Is she no. a known pot smoker? No. Maybe that's a joke or something. Do you remember that, Chris? You guys remember the paraquat poisoning of the marijuana fields down in South America? About what time frame? 70s, 80s? Let me ask Mr. Internet. So para, so the paraquat was in the weed, they were saying? Or they no, just, that was um, what they were doing oh. in Mexico, I think. Was it Mexico? U.S. US government admitted to spraying paraquat poison on marijuana in, 19, in the 1980s. Yeah. Marijuana crops potentially harming for drug users and entire surrounding ecosystem. The government was doing it? Yeah, in the 80s. Damn it, I can't believe I remembered that. They admitted it. Yeah, because it was also banned in 83 from U.S. forests. So they just turned it down to Mexico. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Manufacturers, anyway. What are any developments around y'all's neck of the woods being up there in sort of a what what would it be called? Sort of a progressive region. Any interesting developments in that department? 
Mm-mm. I guess I'm not paying attention to the news. Are you paying attention to the news, Rochelle? Oh. Uh, no, I wake up in the morning and I scroll back on my phone and I read the top four. <laughs> I thought that's pretty much how I get my news. And so it's every day it's a new, it's a new, like I said, it's a new um, victim and a new... And a new uh, harasser, a sexual assault. Somebody coming out of the woodwork saying that they've been sexually assaulted or asked out on a date, which is now sexual assault, I guess. Um, and so that's pretty much, I mean, it's, it's either that or it's Trump. So let's... It's just dominating the news. It's just dominating the news. The sexual oh, everybody's it's, sexual it's harassment fun. claims. and everything. Charlie Rose. Is the latest one. Oh man, yeah, that's Tomorrow, funny. I'm sure we'll that they'll be yapping about that on <laughs> no agenda. The, the clip, yeah, they'll use the. Tell me about your. Tell, what does he say? Are they, tell me about your. Are they talking about all the sexual harassment things on, it's on your, no agenda? It's in your bio or, schema. Sexuality. Tell me about your sexuality. It's in your DNA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sent you them one. You guys still listen to No Agenda? Uh, once in a while. I'm always, I'm always talking over people. <laughs> what did you say? Did you say you do listen to No Agenda or not? I do once in a while. John, do you listen to him? Oh, okay. Regular? Yes, I do. So have they been touching on, do they, is that what they, they go off about is the sexual harassment epidemic that we're all experiencing right now? Um, yeah, I haven't listened to the most recent call, but yeah, on the other calls, they, they have covered, um, they don't go into it like how we would talk about it, but yeah, they talk about how yeah. ridiculous a lot of this stuff is, but they don't ever um, broach the possibility of it being a charade. Yeah, a big one, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I was just curious. I have a hard time listening to them, so yeah. Yeah, I just like the funny clips. The, they, they clip a lot of good stuff out of the news that's pretty, pretty stupid. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah, I don't know if you had time to check it out. That Agenda Twenty One link I sent you, John. That it's kind of long, but it, it's going yeah, I, into, I haven't watched the whole thing. It's going into like uh, I guess the guy's around San Diego, and he's like looking at all the developments and all that there, like uh, bike paths and all that stuff they're putting in, and they're building the uh, the downtown Stackham and Packham's apartments. They're saying, yeah, you can get into one of these for around two grand. I was like, jeez, man. Like, to live in some, it was like a thousand square foot apartment, like two grand. Yeah, downtown. And then you got your walking, you got your, all your, you know, necessities right there. Honking and stuff like that. What's that again? Park. No, you ain't going to have no parking. You have no cars. You'd be walking everywhere. Or riding a bike. That's the idea. Yeah, these or pieces, renting a bike. 
renting a bike. You know? Yeah, re- renting a bike everywhere. There's rent a bikes all over the place now, and then there's also um, there's okay. So there's this one. This is pretty funny. Um, back when I lived in L.A., um, my wife and I were reading that in the or yeah, we were reading in the paper that they were like building a Walmart. Um, they were building like a Walmart grocery store um, nearby our house, and so I was like, oh, you know, they're probably you know gonna the area that it's built in, like there's a school right there and then there's a whole bunch of businesses and all the other probably going to try to capitalize on that. And so like one day we're driving by and I was like, where the hell, where the hell are they going to build this Walmart? There's like no place to build this. Well, allegedly it's supposed to be here. And as we're driving up, it, it we saw it, it was built in the bottom of the Stackham and Packham apartment building. Really? So, the wow. bottom floor is a Walmart grocery store, and then the apartments are built on top of the Walmart. And we've talked about this before because on the corner of 7th and Figueroa in downtown L.A., it's Target Town with Target with the apartments built on top of Target. Oh, yeah. But, um, but this one was, was a little bit smaller. But, yeah, it's that whole thing. It's like, yeah, you, you live there. The Walmart's in the bottom floor you probably work within a vicinity where you um you can either walk or maybe you you know take the you take the metro to work or whatever but yeah they were showing that the on name, by the way what's that i had the name that living style it's called mixed use development mixed use development and mixed. even my tiny yeah. city was trying to promote it of less, can you believe that? Oh, right around there. You live in, in kind of uh, off of uh, Seattle a bit, right? Or it's kind of a Yeah, I mean, area. we're in town, yeah. I mean, They're the downtown area. They wanted to, not like Walmart, but they want to promote mixed-use development, business on bottom, apartments on top. Well, that's what they were showing there in San Diego, and it's the same, yeah, it's the same basic configuration i i forget what store was there but uh see i mean they could do it any number of ways they could have like uh it's probably probably have like what the appearance of of different kind of independent businesses that are all owned by the same outfit it could even be target i don't know because they they sub diversify off with different names and fronts and stuff and and they'll have coffee shops and all that stuff right around in that area and see another thing they're saying too is like there isn't no you uh apparent big demand for this but there's but all the city planners and stuff are saying that there is and they were showing one where yeah. they're having a meeting and then they were they were saying okay put your hands up if you're if you want if you're planning on you know you're a millennial and you're planning on buying a house and like just a whole bunch of people raised their hand and then the guy was saying oh well this is the river what was he say riverside or whatever place that was this is probably not you know it, to summarize what he said is it's not this is probably not typical like in other words like he was saying oh well we know this from all the stuff we're reading and getting from probably the you know you, 
whatever directive from the UN or whatever. I'm not saying that they're conversing directly with the UN, but you know what I'm saying. They're get, they're getting something from top down somewhere. So they're already setting all this stuff up, and there's no actual real demand for it at this point yet. But you know what's what's going to unfold that where people are going to start moving into these things. You know, it gets promoted through something like the international, the something something of cities. Remember how you said there was like a whatever the. Some group of mayors. International Association of Mayors. Yeah, well, there's this, the same one for cities, and they basically get their directives from that. So, like, yeah, yeah. council members have to go to these meetings once a year, and there's your directive. And lo and behold, they motherfucking take it and run with it. Can you believe it? Oh, I'm sure, like, yeah. why would you follow? But they just, they, they don't know what else to do. Honestly, they're just people. And they're like, okay, this gives us a direction. Let's do this. Yeah, so it's like it's they buy into it because it's kind of like they're you know they they know what's good for them. You know they there's they're and like you said, they're they what else are they going to do? Because these cities, you know, that's we're talking about this, John, right? Like the the traffic and all that. That's that's part that that has been part of a long term goal to get us to this point now, where we're they're doing all this. Oh, they say, well, here's the solution to all this traffic. The the, the whole traffic uh, mess was planned out in the first place. Well, you see, that's the thing about conveniences within civilization, foundationally speaking. The, the conveniences are all given to you by the system that you're born into. And then when they take them away, they tell you it's your fault. Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> now, like, uh, I'm not no city engineer planner or anything, but like, say, just example, San Diego. So you you got some you you could have a you know a you know a dense uh, city center and have freeways that where you can get off and you can go into the city center, and then you know right there you can have like stack and pack parking, and then people park and they get out and they get into a, a shuttle or a taxi and go zip wherever they want to go or get on the what have you a rental bike or whatever that that would incorporate all the thing it'd be less infrastructure retooling and all that but see they're not going to do it that way they're, they're going to they're going to they have this whole other thing mm-hmm. in mind like there's multiple ways to do it and that could have been something that would have been done from the beginning so they you know the deal with all this traffic but they, no they don't do that they don't have parking in these places like i'd go downtown there it's like this parking I would just walk, but it wasn't no big deal on me. But it's like there's just no parking. You have to like leave leave your car somewhere in some like dark street and walk, you know, to wherever you're going. That's that was fairly standard, depending on where you're going. And that's that's been like that for a, for a while. But that but that's uh, yeah. Why why couldn't they have it? You know, okay, you go downtown. And then you have the transit downtown. Well, they, I've talked about that before, how they that was how cities were were first organized and they had streetcars and all that downtown. And then you could drive, park, get on the streetcar and go all around down. That's why they had it set up. It just made a lot of sense. But they, but they uh, yeah, they, well, they said that Rockefellers were directly responsible for eliminating all that. 
which uh, holy shit, right? Did you know, like, these dudes are so evil the way they control stuff. Like, we had a train directly from my little town to Seattle, and it ran in the 1920s and 30s. But when cars came, they canceled the train and built the highway. Yeah, why I mean, is it why is it an either or proposition? They may they make it like, well, we got streets and we got cars or 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 walk. We're, we're, now they're saying, well, you got to walk and ride bikes. So we can't have cars anymore. Like it's like it's an absolute position. Like you couldn't you couldn't accommodate both things. But see, that's they don't even let your thinking go that way. They're just like, right. oh, it's yeah. one way or the other. It's just this ultimatum, and it's like, well, it's nonsense. It's ridiculous. What's the, these, like you said, these, the control mechanism, I think, like we're always asking, they, they, who's in control? It's the think tanks. It's these freaking foundations, man. I mean, if you just look, like, uh, just look up. Oh, dang it. I just closed that tab. Damn it. Um, what was that foundation we were just looking up? The Carnegie International Institute for Peace. Mm-hmm. Right? Who basically said all we can do is war. <laughs> Their conclusion. <laughs> it's the only choice we have. On the Arona. Right. But these guys, I mean, they, if you just look up uh, this International Rockefeller International Foundation for Peace in Wikipedia, it says, like, it's one of the top three most influential think tanks in the world. Wait a minute. It's a freaking think tank. Why is it influential? What is it called again? The, uh... the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. That's what um, John was reading from earlier. Um, excer- uh, excerpts of minutes of meetings from that uh, Carnegie Endowment International for International Peace from around 1910 to 1920. So that they're one of the top three globally uh, influential think tanks. It's like, do you, I mean, I remember reading think tanks about think tanks before I got into fakery. And I was like, holy shit. I tried to warn people, don't you guys see how dangerous these are? And no one cared. They freaking didn't care. I'm like, these guys are deciding your future. Don't you get it? Oh, yeah. It's not your you're not voting on anything. These guys are no, deciding it. I sent, um, Chris, I sent you a um, link in Skype the other day, and it's, um, what was it talking about? It's the Rockefeller Foundation's work in India to help, it's like helping women to vote. Or, or no, 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 that wasn't it. It was helping get electricity to to every home in India. Oh, so yeah, I sent you that link. Was it's, that the one that was so, like kind of native content? It was like a it was like an ad that was done up to look like an article, but it was like it was paid for by the foundation. That one. Um, I got. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Let me find it right here. And it's ta- yeah, it's just talking about how they um, they're going to uh, go out of their way to 
try to get um, electricity to every home in India to have India become fully electric. Um, it's very important. It's a very important thing. <clears throat> well, they're getting all the everybody in India on phones and cashless payments and all that. There was I was talking about that before. Mm-hmm. But but you know it's that it's just crazy funny. that giant country cashless. That for I I wonder how that's actually working going down there with people. It's totally insane. No, I don't think it's work. I don't I don't. I was talking about that. I said this, this that'll. Yeah, it seems like a like a fool's errand to try to get uh, all these people on cashless. It's just uh, absurd. I, I don't know how that is playing out. Electri- yeah, electricity to thousands in India. Here's what it says. Hmm. Waiting for it to come up. How the Rockefeller Foundation is bringing electricity to hundreds of villages across India. 1.3 billion people around the world do not have access to electricity. Of those, 290 million women, men, and children are in in India unable to power their homes, livelihoods, and their dreams. Access to energy is a critical first step in powering basic needs such as clean water, securing food, access to health services. Health services, just so you know, that that means vaccine and abortions. Okay? Yes. Men don't need electricity? I'm curious. Indian men, they don't need electricity? Oh, no, no, uh, women, men, and children. Oh, okay. um, But, yeah, when they say health, securing food, access to health services, i.e. vaccines and abortions, and sufficient lighting, lighting that enables learning and safety after dark, just as important, insufficient, and unreliable electricity also stands in the way of fulfilling economic potential. What that means is there's people out there who make their own electricity. (laughs) You can't have that. You can't have that. Especially the electricity monopoly they got out here in California. It's called Edison, as in Thomas. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? When I type that into Google search, like this article you're referencing is is on like a... Quite a few different sites. The same article, but see, but see, Chris, Chris, you know how they're going to do this, don't you? Smart power, smart power, smart power. Okay, so it's all going to be managed through the meters with the chips in them, and every, the, where everything is identified and ra- rationed and all that. Well, they're doing that with the smart metering, right? So they're uh, there was a, there was a, uh, who's the, um, Aaron Dykes guy the, 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 and his wife, uh, they do those, they do, they, they do some real good videos. They have some interesting stuff in them. Mm-hmm. They did one about wow, the smart, smart meters. So you need to be cashless really helps, right? If you're cashless with smart meters. 
Yeah, but the thing they were saying was that they got rid of their smart meter. They had to go through a bunch of rigmarole to get them to take it off and put a, put the analog one back on. They said after the analog one was put back on, their electricity bill like dropped considerably. So it dropped by quite a bit, actually, is what they said. There's YouTube videos where you can do that yourself if you're brave enough. Well, we oh, it's we we hear we hear we we do the whole thing. They, you know, they try to pariah you into doing the smart meter. We don't have the smart meter here. And um, you have to sign a – they make you sign something that says, you know, they, they do one of these things where you get on the phone and you say, okay, look, I don't want the smart meter. I don't want you guys coming out and putting it on or anything like that. Okay, well, you're going to have to sign a piece of paper saying that you don't want the smart meter then. Oh, they right. had to go through all kinds of shit. Yeah, it was like it was way involved, and they they were well, really dragging their feet and doing all kinds of shit to deter them from doing it. Well, no, the the funny thing is, is like they, we don't have one here yet. I know I know the the instance you're talking about, they already had one, but the way they made it seem like is like if that was going to be a big deal to like sign some paper, like, well, if you don't want it, then you're going to have to, you know you're going to have to sign some paperwork (laughs) because you don't want it. (laughs) Yeah. And we're like, okay, well just send us the paperwork. Yeah. I will. You know, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of it. Oh yeah. So I mean, where am I in Ann Arbor, Michigan? You have no choice. You're smart meter or nothing. Oh, you mm. have to have them. She called the electric company. They're like, no. Oh, we have smart meters. No, you can't change it. There's nothing else. Bye. <laughs> End of story, my friend. Yeah, my uncle took the, uh, you know, the old analog apart, you know, years ago, and he'd flip it, flip it upside down, and it would run backwards. That's how you do it. You, you put a, you put a, you put something in there to. Um, I, I don't know exactly what you do. I've never done it, but you put like a penny in the uh, to um, close the circuit, and you flip it upside down, and it runs backwards. I bet you, if you did that nowadays, they come out and investigate because they have everybody's history so tied up tight, and if you vary from that history, you know they. I bet they come check it out. Just like if you raise too much. They think, you know, they call the cops on you for run, banking drugs in your basement. That's, that's right. If, you, if, you're, if you're using too much um, electricity, you must have an indoor pot farm. Oh, yeah. yeah. What else would you use it for? <laughs> I mean, isn't that funny? My yeah, they would come cut his water brother. off, and he'd go, he'd go cut the lock off of it and turn it back on. Do all that shit. That's right. People doing that shit. Back How involved are they? Right. They like the yeah, running the meter backward and all that stuff. They, I don't know. They that's that's why that you know the smart meter stuff too, man. It's like it, I'm sure right now as we speak, there's people hacking them freaking things and making them do all kinds of shit. Right. But so you know, average them. person's not gonna want to monkeying around with high voltages and stuff, but. Like like I said, you in can the, turn the house off before you do that, and then oh yeah, it cuts well, power. I can tell you, when panties in there, they might make contact or something, huh? 
Yeah, it's like, a, like it wired. before on the on that Mr. Robot show. Remember they hacked the house. Remember that, Chris? Yeah. This lady lives in a smart house. And then, like these these hackers hack her house and make her house like shut down. And yeah, I'm sure that's um, quite possible to do. I'm sure it's pr- probably pretty easy for somebody to do. Oh yeah. And what would be the motivation? I'm always wondering for that. Well, no, like Chris is saying, like you could hack a smart meter and, you know, I guess, I don't know if hack's the correct term, that's kind of the generalized term, but you could get in there and, you know, screw around with it, bring down your uh, bill or whatever. I bet, right? I'm all for that. Screw it to the man, man. Well, next thing you know, there'll be like kits you can buy online that retrofit your smart meter. So, what is precisely wrong with the smart meter? That we don't like them? Oh, it's... Um, well, they were saying on that on that video, uh, I think it's True Stream Media or something, uh, they were taking yeah. a, re- like a Wi-Fi uh, oh, gauge or something that tests, you know, the, the, the radiation coming off that thing. And it said it was like a... Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's pulsing, you know, so it's only supposed to pulse every few minutes because it's sending signals back and forth. And they were showing on the thing, the damn thing was just pulsing, like, high energy out of the thing con- continually. It's like, I, I don't know, maybe it's designed to freaking cook your goose, man. I don't know. It well, could I be. did some research on them. And what they do is the smart meters are each other's Wi-Fi network. So you have home base, it's going to be this one transformer somewhere, and they all report back to that. But the closer you are, the way the smart meters work is the farthest end talks to the next farthest, right? So say there's 12 in a block, right? So 12 in a line. So the 12th gives its information to the 11th, and the 12th and 11th give their information to the 10th. You know, and on down the line. So the closer you are to the meter, the higher radiation because you're getting all the other feed that you're passing on. Um, does that make sense? No. Because that's that's what I read. So they're each other's net. You know, they're oh, their they're own like Wi-Fi. A, they're like a. It's like a Wi-Fi network built into the uh, meters themselves. That's like a right. Uh, could be. And the ones that pulse the most, see, they, it depends where you are in the network. Farthest away, you pulse the least. Closest, you pulse the most because you're dealing with the most data coming in. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. So, yeah, if you're if you're on somewhere on the chain where it needs the pulsing more, then yeah, you're getting fried. But then, yeah, maybe not, maybe not totally. everybody is getting equally fried. And they, they're saying they couldn't they sleep when at they night. Test- it was disturbing their sleep and everything. I, I, I believe it. Yeah, I believe that happens with that stuff. There was a guy telling I- me that he, he worked on that stuff for years, and he, he used to come on the calls this a while back, and he was telling me all about this stuff. He said, dude, I would never have anything like that in my house. He said he, said he doesn't have any transmission of uh, Wi-Fi in his house. And he, he's like an, he was an engineer that worked on that stuff. Well, that's what he said. 
what he told me. Yeah. But I, I, and you can shield. You know, they have shield material that's fairly effective if you put it up. But you have to put it up. There's like Velostat. Are you familiar with that fabric? Mm. No. Uh-uh. Yes. It's like a grounding fabric, but it also does a great job of shielding um, different uh, frequencies. And you could put that up on your smart meter, maybe even a layer or two, and you could get some pretty good uh, coverage. Because, you know, like cheap apartments, they don't have any insulation between, like, these meters and, you know, the tenants on the other side of those giant meter boards. I'm like, it must be fine that they were on the other end of that wall sleeping in that bed. <laughs> yeah, it could be. I mean, when, that stuff is no joke. Huh? I mean, they had... Uh, like I've heard, like uh, like in the Navy, you have all this crazy radar crap up on the deck, and dudes working around that. Like it's common for them to get cancer. But that's uh, from what I've heard. So right, probably yeah. messing up their body. Well, you're getting bombarded with with the radiation there. I mean, it's a microwave oven. I mean, what's what's that operates off uh, radiation? Yeah, that wavelength. That's crazy. Radio waves. But then they're in, man. If it's good enough for your turkey, man, it's good enough for you. (laughs) So, uh... You have one on your house, Kay? A smart meter, um, yes, but it's not what kind of smart. Um, It's a actually, it's like an internet meter more than a smart meter. Like hooked up to the internet or something. So it's, I mean, I think that's the only problem with the smart meter is it's when it's its own Wi-Fi, but more and more, the meters are getting hooked up to the internet. Which you don't need that Wi-Fi network anymore and those big signals. So they could, uh, suppose they could hardwire the thing in, run it through the internet. Yeah. Just but, watch uh, it twenty-four. Yeah. Hey, why are you peeking at eleven thirty-five, electricity lady? But they can tell because there, you know, every appliance has like a signature on voltage plugged into your outlet. You know. So they could tell oh, really? what's on, how long it's been on, and all that stuff. It it breaks it all down. Like, how long did you have your computer on? Oh, and then they could maybe say, well, Kay stayed up late on her computer last night. It looks like, uh, you know, we're getting this voltage signal and how long and how, uh, you, you know, how much usage. So they could probably, you could differentiate between uh, a computer that's in sleep mode or a computer that's being used. All that stuff, yeah, that's that's possible with those things. Think of how commercially valuable that data is. Oh yeah, they God. could sell that, and it's like, uh, yeah, sounds like Kay might have some insomnia. Let's send her an ad for uh, Lunesta, staying up late on computer <laughs> night. No, I mean seriously, that that's going on. I'm sure. Now they're not going to tell you they're doing that, but yeah, that that's. <laughs> A name That's to a medical crazy. calling database who calls for, you know, depressed women 
you know, hey, we've got these services for you, for people. Send me junk mail, perhaps, for stuff. So, oh, my God, the uh, for data and selling data, if you don't think our government's about making money, NIST, um, you can, everything's there. The National Institute for Science and Technology, the government database, they're in charge of the Social Security Death Index. Mm-hmm. Have you tried to buy someone's dead information? It's damn expensive. Oh, you can, though, huh? Yeah, after three years, though. They have to be dead for three years now on account of Sandy Hook. Oh, they changed it after Sandy Hook, huh? Mm-hmm. you got to wait three years unless you're an interested party, such as a lawyer or direct relative. Interesting. And if you try and get it, you have to, and you're not one of those, then you have to write a paragraph saying why you need the information. <laughs> oh, I have this I article here. FBI faked an entire field of forensic science. So I'll put this in the chat. I need to post this on the blog. Too much stuff going on here. What is the field? Um... Like like I I read I skimmed through it. It was like about hair like hair DNA testing or something to do with that. They were just sending people up the river left and right based on it. It's totally fraudulent. Oh, totally! I bet hundred percent. Like <laughs> making the whole shit up, whatever they want. Like here's the uh, one of the. What do they call it? A blurb. It was later revealed that one of the hairs presented at the trial came from a dog. <laughs> it's like that kind of thing. Or it's like, oh, yeah, we got a hair here. It's just, you know, hair they found. But yeah, it turned out it was actually from a dog. You know how many TV shows do that? The friends that die, the there's a murder in a hotel room. <laughs> Tweezers, and they come up with one hair. We got him! It's like, how can you possibly think of all the people who've been in that room that that's the perp? Hey, you know what? Earlier, earlier, I forgot I was going to bring this up, but earlier I had a, I had a realization, and you guys can both comment on it. Okay, so let's say you bring up something, and somebody might think you're a crazy conspiracy theorist, right? Because you bring something up like we talk about. And they'll say, oh, that's like something you see in a movie. That's ridiculous. But in the same breath, they would see something in a movie. And then because it was in a movie, they'd think it was real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, so depending it's, on the way it's presented. Depending on the way it's presented in a movie, it's ridiculous to think that that would happen because that's like something you'd see in a plot of a movie. But at the same time, it's also real because it was in a movie. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Super crazy. So, hey, guys, here's how you say anything to anyone and get away with it. There you go. You know, nobody died in 9-11. And they look at you like, what the fuck? Oh, and you're like, 
you know you they do that and you go, you know, I read that on the internet. What do you think of that? I read that on the internet. I don't know. Yeah, that's crazy, huh? I know, right? And then just agree with whatever they say. And maybe bring it up again. How dare you? 9-11 is an inside job. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? Hey, so today I asked the guy that I was uh, working with this up. If it's possible that you get uh, shot in the eye and and then your top of your skull gets blown out, like you lose the front of your skull, and then there's uh, oh, here's the music. Oh, you talk for there's no brain swelling. Oh yeah. Should you have brain swelling if you get shot in the brain? Probably. Shot in the eye. Shot in the eye. Oh, like the. Miraculous recovery. blown out. No swelling. On the news next. That was on the news. Was on the news. Michelle, you got hit in the eye before. I mean, in the hurt. Hey, the church music song here. Yeah, it's closing up shop. Y'all could talk. It's got a how long is the song? Four minute song. Yeah. I gotta end the call because I won't be able to upload the file. Thanks, Chris. Have a good night. All right. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate y'all coming out. Chat. Chat. Good night. Make sure before you eat that burrito. Right. Let everybody know that you uh, transracial. commercial break okay yeah, that's a good idea yeah it's always good to have a fresh and to bust out oh well, I think we got a couple ideas yeah yeah have to work those up. oh man I would if you talk to uh, Jay Peter Fuller if you get a chance if you run across him like that idea like uh, he wants to add a, do an ad for one of his Patriot science fiction books or something Absolutely. Fighting fighting ISIS in space. <laughs> Good night all. Nice job, boy. Good night.
yeah, check out hoaxbusterscall.com for everything hoaxbusters. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, yeah! Mercy, mercy, mercy. Thank you for listening to the Hoaxbusters Call. You can subscribe to the podcast at hoaxbusterscall.com. You can support the Hoaxbusters Call by rating it on iTunes, sharing it on social media. a donation at hoaxbusterscall.com Conspicuous graffiti in public places Hoaxbusters Call Conspiracy or Just Theory The Simpsons, Season 10, Episode 12. Air date, January 31st, 1999. Well, children, any questions for Postmaster Bill? You ever gone on a killing spree? <laughs> no, no. The day of the gun-toting disgruntled postman shooting up the place went out with the Macarena. Well, I'm just glad I work in an elementary school. The Columbine High School Massacre was a school shooting that occurred on April 20th, 1999. We shall propose further cooperative efforts between all the nations in weather prediction and eventually in weather control. Now, the, the storm itself has not really changed what it's doing. What has changed is our day-to-day -day assessment and projection. So whatever this says doesn't control the storm. Now the models don't control the weather. Don't control the weather. Greetings, primitive humans. I come to you from the future. In the future, we are all. In the future, love-sex relations are all. One may make love to all things at all times in all possible forms and ways. In the future, we live inside of Walmart, all of us, many of us crammed, packed into various aisles. And How dare you! Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.